0: <laughs> Hello, friends. Ruel Gabriel here, joined by Chris George. You are watching the pre-show for the R and R and R show. Uh, Chris, Ooh. how the heck are you, my friend?
1: I'm fantastic, Ruel. I, you know what? Like we were talking a little bit before this started. I know it's been a hectic sort of couple of weeks for the two of us. Yeah. And it, it, and and I sincerely am just so excited to be able to chill with you and chill with all the people in chat and just talk about board games and only have this be the thing that we're doing right now and can Agreed. focus our attention on Agreed. it's just it's just lovely so it's honestly like a <laughs> lovely lovely break and i hope everybody in chat is is doing well and yes. having a fantastic day i'm just filled with love for the board gaming community that's that's
0: that's what i am right now that is the perfect way to start this off thank you chris yeah i am also uh in that mindset of let's just hang out and chill and enjoy yeah. the games uh right now because <laughs> you you and i are both uh you know we get we're burning the candle at both ends right now yep uh how about a quick update uh chris uh you um you're in nova scotia right now um uh, yeah doing uh doing acting uh, acting and uh all kinds of shows i believe you launched a show uh recently
1: Yeah, two days ago we had our opening night of Pinocchio, nice. the the family friendly musical of Pinocchio. Uh, I play a big old strong clam. That's why I'm trying to grow up my mustache. Do you uh, know like the strong men? I like, love like it. The, the curly, the yeah. curly mustache. So I got a big like barbell that I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, I'm strong clam. It makes me happy as a. Me, <laughs> like that sort of stuff. That's uh, so I'm trying to do that. Yeah, and then I play also like one of the villains, the Donkey Master, and then I have. Uh, I think my favorite part though is being the voice of the whale. A big old whale comes on stage in the park, and uh, and I get to voice it and be Very crying cool. about
0: it etc yeah i've always wanted to so, do that uh, strong man yeah. mustache how do you do it like i mean do you have to use any kind of like oil
1: or something to um i've i've just bought some mustache wax mustache just recently wax. i ordered i ordered it off amazon i looked it up because so my buddy zach has uh who's often on on room and board with me um he he runs like an. I, I've got him to do like an RPG sort of thing on on my channel, and um, because he's my go to RPG guy, but he has like a glorious mustache. It's so good. His length is so long, and I think he uses. He told me that like he just uses like a wax or whatever, and just puts it on the end, and then curls it. Okay. So then that's how you can stick it up. For me, nice. this side of my face naturally kind of it can grow in that in that direction, and then this and then this side of my face can't. <laughs> and so I'm constantly. You'll see me playing this entire. Uh, whole show i'll just be twiddling fidgeting with my mustache it's it's a built who needs fidget spinners when you can grow one on your face right yes i'm always looking for the most affordable option yeah so i figured just put one on me uh facial hair (laughs) the original
0: fidget spinners folks exactly right yeah
1: exactly (laughs)
0: Oh, want to say hi to everyone in chat. Thank you all for uh, hanging out. We got felt fan, T5D, Corthane. Um, I was going to say room and board uh, reviews, but yes, you are here. I Tower Five O One, a huge. Oh, thank you, friend. Uh, also, uh, folks, be sure to um, click. Let me see. Is this link working? Uh... Howdy, Spitzka. Thanks, Otter Mama, for following. Otter Mama, OCS One Specter, appreciate it. They say beard oil is for care, beard wax is for shaping. Oh, okay, thank yeah. you for that. Yeah, I've never used either. Well, I, I do have beard oil. That's the one, I, just to keep the the, uh, the beard yeah. soft and uh, clean. But I haven't not had nice. uh, done the beard wax thing yet.
1: I'll let you know how it goes. Thank we'll you. We'll see. <laughs> uh, friends,
0: we get to hang out with y'all. Before we actually record the show, today we've got a fantastic uh, show. We've got the top 15 travel games. And, you know, this is honor of uh, Chris because you are on travel,
1: my friend. So we had it's to true. talk about travel games. I was I was really excited about this topic, actually, because yeah. I'm like, hey, I think about that all the time and think about and, and regret all my choices of things that I've brought and uh, <laughs> and wish I brought other things. But, you know, we can only do our best. Yeah, I feel um, like that's...
0: It, with any games that you pick, at least for me, like I, you know, I'll pick games to travel with, and we'll get on the road, and sure enough, I'll think, oh, I should have brought this or that yeah. instead of this. Yeah. It's just inevitable. Um, but yeah, super excited about this. Uh, you know, I keep thinking. Anytime I you twirl I think you know you're <laughs> you're going into evil. You know, ma- oh, I ma- know. Ma- know yeah,
1: yeah. Evil, evil, evil. Waluigi. <laughs> yes, whatever it the Waluigi, is. Waluigi.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think I think you're gonna to have to leave this show or well. I think I'm just gonna be piping in with <laughs> Oh no. Folks, you can get the you can have this for
0: the next two hours, folks. I'm okay with
1: it. <laughs> I will not force you to sit through that for the next next two hours, folks. Oh, oh. my gosh. Uh we've got a comment from uh
0: Dancing Desi in ninety nine. Thank you. Oh, I don't know why it's not showing up. Oh, you know what? Because Feature chat always uh, freaks out on me. But anyways, they have a comment that says, I'm excited about this topic too. I'm traveling soon. Need to figure out which games to bring. Yeah, it is that we time here. You, um, you know what? I'm going to try to fix this on the fly. Uh, Chris, uh, talk to us some more about anything in life while I try to fix this stuff on the fly.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I was going to ask you you about your life, uh, Ruel, but but I'll let you put, fix it on the fly and I'll, I'll vamp for Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um... Yeah, well, actually, what I want to know in the chat is, like, what are the sort of games that you've been playing and you've been enjoying recently? Like, wh- what's been really great is that every time I go on a theater contract, I bring a bunch of games. And this time, there are a ton of people who actually know board games. And, in fact, one of the ones on the upcoming list will be – I'll probably say this spiel again when we're recording it for YouTube. But one of the people actually introduced me to this game. I'd never played it yet uh i'd known about it but i hadn't ever played it before and i thought immediately oh man this is such a good travel game Wo, i'm getting i'm getting hyped to talk about it but i won't i won't talk about that but but i was really excited that like i talked to the guy playing romeo because we're doing romeo and juliet as well uh-huh. and and we were talking about board games and and so he's like yeah i like board games and you know you know when you suss out somebody if they really like board games or yeah. not you know yeah. like how entrenched they are in the hobby and, and I said, okay, what's, what's your favorite game? I was, he say, he asked me what my favorite game was. And I was like, well, it's Rising Sun. You probably haven't heard of it. He said, oh, I have. And I went, okay, oh. I'm listening. What's your favorite game? And he was like, he was like, oh, you know, I really love Inish. And I was like, Whoa. bam, that's all I need to know. Give it to me, baby. I'm so excited. And so, yeah, there, there are quite a few people who knew, like, a lot about um, hobby, hobby board gaming as
0: well. Oh, that's great. I, I can just... Oh, I- sp- I, I picture the yeah. scene right now. It's like, oh, did we just become best friends,
1: you know, talking to you? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah hundred percent. yeah, so there's a ton of really, really uh, people people who are really interested also in, in going down the board gaming rabbit hole I love as it. well. So I'm like, I'm excited for when we're it's a it's a repertory theater company, so we just opened Pinocchio and we have two weeks of rehearsing Romeo and Juliet during the day mm-hmm. and then having a couple hours off and then uh, doing Pinocchio at night in the park. Uh, if you're in Halifax, Nova Scotia, come see us. It's free. Bring your own chair and it's free. It's pay what you can. I mean, so nice. pay what you can. But if if what you can is nothing, well, come see us. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, they're, they're, they're big, they're long days. But when both shows open, then I'll have my days. And then I've already recruited all of the pe- members of the <laughs> cast. So I'm like, listen, I have a bunch of games I need to review and I have not been playing them, so we are <laughs> needing to going to get together every oh, day. I love it. So that is great. I love that. You know, you've
0: already recruited your little board game crew. Yeah, out there, you but.
1: got to. You, you put out your little tethers, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, You find your people. You know, when you're yeah. out there.
0: Uh, we've got. Spitz, let's see. comments here. says. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Spitzka
1: says just lost badly to my sibling in both Anno 1800 and the new Isle of Trains badly. I I Ooh. just played Anno 1800 like a couple months ago for the first time. That game was so good. Yeah, right? Oh, so good. I love it.
0: Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, That's that's a Martin Wallace game, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Wait, now I'm mixing it up. No, that's the one where there's like a ton of like little tiles
1: out that you can There's a ton of little tiles, a ton of little resources, and you're constantly putting things back and forth, and you can use your workers to like, you'll upgrade them over the course, but yes. they're just cubes like red cube or blue cube. And yeah. you need a specific type to activate each one. They're not like, mm-hmm. it's not a hierarchy. It is kind of a hierarchy, but it's you can't use them. They're not multi use workers, right? But yeah. what's fascinating, th- this was when I was talking to because I did an interview with Martin Wallace for World Series board gaming, we've been doing like an interview series. A- and because he did brass as well, which mm-hmm. is in which is in the competition. But w- when I was talking to him about it, he said that Ano 1800 was one of the quickest designs he's ever done. He, he got somebody to play the video game and tell him all he needed to know about it. He's really? like, he paid his friend. He's like, play this video game, figure out everything there is to know. And they, they had a, then they had a meeting. Wow. And then he's like, yeah, okay. Well, there's too many resources to have, like, physical resource cubes, so we'll do it this way. And he said, like, 90% of the game worked, like, oh my gosh. right off right That's off the get. Cool. And it was, like, three months from, like, thought to basically final product which is so mind-blowing to me after playing that game and seeing like how how but it's so simple right like it's just such a simple concept you want to get rid of all your cards in your hand Mm -hmm. but every time you get a new worker you get another card right and then you have to sell them and so it's it's how these things steamroll and chain together and chaining your resources and growing your your tableau of things you have access to yeah it's so simple in its essence but there's just so many moving parts that make it really, really exciting. Yeah, um, I think Isle of Trains. I didn't play, but yeah, I, I thought it uh, looked cool too.
0: Island Trains is. Uh, I played the original. I love that oh, game. You did? I, yeah, it was. Nice. You know, it's a card game version of like an eighteen XX game. Uh, very streamlined, mm. of course, and it. You know, it's not as robust, but I thought it was so clever. Um, but just going back to Anno eighteen hundred, you're right mm-hmm. about the whole. It's super simple, you know. As far yeah. as you know, you know your turn and everything. But, boy, the depth of it, you know, all those moving parts. Like, oh, wow, I want to do this, this, and this. And you're mm-hmm. trying to
1: chain everything. Oh, it's it's excellent. Really good. Great So game. many options. Yeah. And then I just love that you can use somebody else's, too. So, like, yeah. you're never really boxed in. And so, like, the pace of the game, I find, moves really well. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's yeah, So fun. Like, I just had, yeah, I, I only played it once. Uh, but I, I had such a good time with it.
0: Nice. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, everyone, yeah. Um, Jojo, thing uh, was saying, oh yeah. yeah. Jojo as hi all, hope there'll be some great solo recommendations for travel. I know on my list there may be one or two games that have
1: solo options and I don't know. That's and all I'm going to say. My no spoilers list, yet. I don't know cuz okay. I don't play a lot of solo, but I'm going to look it up okay. off to the side here and awesome. then I'm going to pretend like I knew many many moons before. I would say, "Oh yeah, solo oof. If you're if you're a solo player, you love this. <laughs> I know one one does have a solo mode." Oh, okay. Um the, yeah, my number one has a solo mode. So. Yeah.
0: There you go, folks. You have to stick around for that. Again, we are not doing it officially live yet. We're gonna go start a little bit. We're doing the pre-show. We record yeah. this live here on Twitch and port it over to YouTube. And you are part of the studio audience, folks. So thank you so much for joining us. We are talking about um, you. What you all have been playing lately? Danny yeah. Chat says Danny Chat plays says I have start traveling yet. If I start traveling in Rolling Realms for Northwood and a gentle rain, all solo friendly. Mm -hmm. i love rolling realms uh folks uh, richard and i played a a game of it here on the channel you can check out the
1: youtube channel for that i've not heard of four northwood i have no idea what that is yeah four northwood is um it's a card game i know that i think it won like a smaller card game design contest i can picture the cover it's got this little lion on it and so i think it's i want to say it's Mm trick-taking but i i'm I'm, i might not be sure i know there's different values and you have to clear different steps Okay. Um, let us know Danny child, like how close I am to that. I can picture the cover vividly and I know I looked into it. I remember when it was on game found, I thought it looked good. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think it is, I thought it was solo only. That's, that's what uh, I thought it was. Okay. Um, but if it, if it's got a multiplayer, cause I thought I, 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 I somehow recall thinking that it was like a solo only trick taking, wow, mm-hmm. this is going to bug me. I'm gonna, Okay. I'm gonna look yeah. While you look that
0: up, up um, uh, Danny, Danny well. also talks about a gentle rain. Which I, I've heard nothing but good things about *The Gentle Rain*. I've really wanted this game. I missed out on it. Um, it's been out of print for a couple of years now. But from what I understand, it's coming back into print, and that is a solo game a gentle rain it's it is it lives up to the name apparently it's a really a chill relaxed mm. solo
1: experience so i want to check that out so you, did you check out for northwood what we did uh yeah i looked at it briefly and then also danny Chow just said i'm right that it is a solo trick taking game yeah that's why oh. it's, that's why it stuck out in my head as like solo a really trick. unique thing yeah. right because you don't you you don't really see that solo uh, and that, that's why i thought it looked really interesting yeah. as well so that's cool that it's been getting plays, and and it's been I've been enjoyed. Yeah, I am
0: super curious now. A solo yeah. trick-taking game. Never heard of anything like that. Um, yeah. Zen for one. Hi, uh, here's a solo option for travel. Just setting up a first game of Maquis. Oh, I think that's the one Richard has been talking about. I have not played that game. So, mm. Is it pronounced Maquis? Is that how it is? Yeah, I think Maquis. Yeah. Solo worker placement I
1: game. Oh, You had me right there. Yeah, I'm down with that. Okay, cool. Um, Also, solo friendly, uh, Corthane said up above, too, Skulls of Sedlick and Fleet the Dice game are big winners this month. I don't know if Fleet the Dice game is solo. I think it is. I know Skulls of Sedlick is because Button Shy, they're generally all are, right? Yeah. Heard good things about that. I played Skulls of Sedlick is like the only Button Shy game that I've played. Oh,
0: really? Oh, interesting. Have you, you haven't played
1: Sprawlopolis? No, I haven't. Yeah. Oh, I've just like, okay. yeah. I've looked at it a ton. I feel like I've played it by the amount I like I've lost. I've watched yeah. it, you know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, TVD says they've been hooked on Mile Fiori lately.
3: Mm, um,
0: nice. I, it's killing me. I've had that game for months now. It's staring at me across the room here and saying play me and i have not been able to play it
1: yet so. oh you haven't played it but richard mentioned it in a previous one yeah because he wasn't that happy with the two-player mode right right right. i Which, think that was his complaint. yeah that, that's often his like critique is oh yeah. i think this looks really cool i wish i could get it to the table with more players but yep. since he he primarily plays with jen that yeah. the yeah. two players got to be like the the cream of the crop right yeah. the the mode in it for right. him to be and, really um, that interested
0: Yeah, and with uh, Mila Fiori, I know it's a Kenitsi game, so of course, you know, I'm really hyped about it, but uh, Mm -hmm. I know that some of uh, Kenitsi's like multiplayer games, they don't always translate well to the two player experience. Now, his like two player specific games, like Lost Cities and um, uh, Shot and Tottenham, those are fantastic, but the other Mm -hmm. ones, you know, sometimes. You know, especially something obviously like you know, like raw, or not even raw is good at two players. I think the the auction games. Yeah, you know, you want I'd more do, players. I do raw. Yeah, I, like too. Raw, too. I would.
1: I would want. I would want more. I would want at least three for raw, though. Agreed. Personally, like I, I wouldn't gravitate towards it if it's a two player. I'm like, I'm going to play something else. Totally.
0: Um. Let's see. Uh. What else have people been playing there? Oh. Uh. Okay. Uh. People agree. Yep. Is, is
1: really damn good. Um, See that comment from Free Thought. I'll read through the other comments while you. Okay, yeah. If you want to do that. Uh, yeah. Um, why don't we? I'll
0: put up the comment right here. Free Thought says, "Hey, just want to point out you guys have a YouTube video up directing people to the stream. Oh yeah, but the link oh is broken.
1: You need yeah, to- yeah, okay. yeah. So if you want, if you want to, if you want to fix that, and then I'll. Uh, okay. I'll look at the other ones. Thank you for that. Um, okay. I I do like saying that. Uh, imagine Eric says, "Any game that you tr- is a travel game if you try hard enough." <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I've tried very hard <laughs> to travel with, with a bunch of games. That's so true. <laughs> to, to Nova Scotia. I'm like, uh, oh, I got to bring it. Um, just catching up on some other ones. Oh, uh, JoJo said played a bit of Caverna lately, but but no excited. Oh, now. I'm assuming it was now excited to get La Granja back to the table. I haven't played La Granja. I really I think I would enjoy it a lot. Oh, yeah. I really yeah. do.
0: I don't remember I, if I have Something
1: that, that that I would like. Caverna is great, though. Like. I, I want to play Caverna a little bit more. Like, I, I always gravitate towards Agricola. We've talked about this in, in a few past streams as well, right? Mm-hmm. I always tend to gravitate towards Agricola yeah. because I really like the card play. I, I like how the cards are unique to you and kind of uh, streamline your own process rather than them all being represented in buildings that everybody has access to. I don't know. I like that little personal touch. I like asymmetric abilities, personally. Right. Um vault boy has been saying i've been playing Vamp- vampire the masquerade at chapters lately i'm about 20 plays into that that's huge nice that's that's a that's a lot of plays Vault boy that's awesome that's <laughs> i'm thrilled that you've been enjoying that and this is great vault boy showing the e- exemplar exemplary um way to play your campaign games which is to play them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, folks, by the way, thank you again for
0: pointing out the um, a YouTube link. It should be fixed now. I just uh, updated that. But yeah, campaign games. Oh, man. I've got one that's been sitting... Gosh, what what Oh, Mechs versus Minions. I have not finished that one. And I love playing it. I think yeah. I got through four games of it, and the guy, like, one of the, my uh, friends that was playing it with me he decided he didn't like it anymore, and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to force everyone to play the games. But now, right yeah. after that, but, it was like it just sort of fizzled <laughs> out, you know. And I'm like, yeah, you uh, lost
1: your, you lost your guy, yeah, <laughs> you lost so, your person.
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna, I think I'm just gonna reset everything and start from the beginning, and maybe I could talk yeah. to the show, or actually, you could, could you solo Mex vs Minions? I, think
1: uh, he- I don't know, I've honestly never played it, but I oh, know it's it? like one of the best value games out there because oh, yeah. you get so much content. If it still yeah. is, I don't know if they've upped the price on it. I think honestly, like. Yeah. by all accounts they should up the price based upon what you get in it that's what i've heard from people yeah not that i'm i've ever advocated for anything to be higher in price ever in my life because <laughs> yeah. i'm so cheap <laughs> but i have heard that Mex versus minions you do get a lot of like really good quality stuff yeah it. it is i remember when it came
0: out i bought it the the day it came out like we all pretty much crashed the their website when it was launched but it was right. seventy five dollars US, sh- no shipping. It was including the price. And seriously, that's just all oh, it, man. It's, they it's lost, like your yeah. They it's, lost it's a ton like of money an, doing uh-huh. it. Yeah, and this big box. It's like it's bigger than my Twilight Imperium box, and it's got like I think a hundred minis in it. And the minis, Chris, were pre uh, pre washed. It just it's it, it was exceptional. like yeah. It should have been honestly uh, US probably like 150 175 at the time and yeah. eas- they can easily put it at 199 us right now and it's worth it um but you know wow. we got uh, 75 was just a ridiculous they they but of course they make all that money off the video game they don't need any board game money <laughs> you know
1: <laughs> yeah they're doing their part to give back to the community right That's, yeah right keep taking the loss Max versus minions yeah keep off it for happen it. <laughs> and we'll sing your praises till the till the day ends <laughs> <laughs> totally. um,
0: oh, Seabass uh, uh, says Tussie Mussy is another great button shy game mm. you can bring anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Elizabeth Hargrave game, a wonderful little, um, I think that's the I split you choose mechanism where you're trying to make flowers or that. like a bouquet. Yeah,
1: <clears throat> wonderful little game. Um, I saw a really cool, um, game in this last, every, every Monday I put out a show on room and board about like crowdfunding what's leaving. And Uh there's this game called ocean pods, 18 card game, but, um, it had the, I cut you choose mechanic in it. But what I really liked is that the twist was that you put one face up and one face down. And so you're just like yes. like doing set collection. Yeah. Just the the potential of what are you seeing versus what might be hidden. Yes. Like, am I trying to force you? Am I am I dangling this carrot because I've got an even better carrot down in the box? Yeah. Like that concept to me just seems so fun. It is, yeah. I man,
0: I wonder is I I have a feeling that Tussie Mussey uses something like that. Oh, it's been a while since I
1: played. Oh, yeah? Like yeah, because I haven't. I, I know it's Elizabeth Hargrave, but I I, yeah. I honestly don't know how it plays. I'm I'm really not like I, I, I really enjoy the cut co- the concept of Button Shy games, and I love like what they what they have to offer. Mm-hmm. But I just haven't really delved into a lot of them. Really, I just haven't. Yeah, they haven't been in my circles. You know what I mean? And then I I also living in Canada, like shipping is also a, a little bit more expensive. And then yeah. so then the cost per game gets a bit like, yeah, a bit skewed from how much I want to pay for a little wallet game, and, right. and and I also don't play that much solo as well. So like all the things that yeah. where I recognize it hits really well with a ton of people, yeah, uh, just doesn't doesn't provide me that much experience to like yeah. delve into them. Oh, totally but, fair. Uh, yeah, I, hey. I have no doubt that we will see some button shy games on on the travel list. The, uh, I absolutely. absolutely no doubt. Yeah, I was like, well, I just might as, I just might as well put. All button shy games. That's my
0: number one. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I was gonna say, hey folks, if you're watching right now, you're new to the channel. You can subscribe for free if you have an Amazon Prime account. Um, we have big. There's the big Amazon Prime Day coming up. Uh, I believe tomorrow and uh, the next mm. day. So um, you get free subscriptions on Twitch, and you can subscribe here. Not only do you get one of the cool little stream avatars that's running around, and they're going to fight in a little bit. Uh, you also get they discounts will. on Roto merch as well. So. Come on in, uh, subscribe uh, using Amazon. It's free, and we appreciate your support. Um, Imagine Eric says, uh, yes, Tussie Mussy is the one face down, face up. Oh, amazing. And amazing. That makes me very excited. Yes. Yeah. And he also says, or they also say, Chris, you should be able to print and play the Bunchai games, save on shipping.
1: There you go. I know. And, and, and honestly, this has been like a request of a video that I need to do. Uh, I just haven't had time to look into it, is like. I I really love the concept of print and play games, mm-hmm. but I'm I do not have the systems in place to print them out in a way that I would enjoy playing with them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like I I'm super cheap, and yet I I don't want to shuffle paper, <laughs> and and so many like so many games that print and play are are so card based, right? Yeah. So finding out like a local print shop that would print out the cards and how to format all that. Yeah, and like get them out and showing, showing the, the way to do it, I think would be an interesting thing for me to learn personally. And yeah, like take my, take my cheapness savings level, you know, <laughs> even higher, to even greater <laughs> heights. No, um, I, I think it'd be a great video. I think you should totally do it. Yeah. Like, so one
0: hint that I, I could share with you right now, because mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't do a lot of print and play, but the ones I've done, like, you know, I'll print on cheap paper, right. You know, just the cards and yeah. whatnot, cut them out. But what I, what I do is I take a sleeve and then some old cards that I have. I just put that uh, yeah. in the sleeve, and then I the one I printed is in front of that. So you still get the you know heftiness of a regular card, but you know in a sleeve, you know it's a lot, you know it's a lot better than just having the paper. Uh, you know, yeah, printed out.
1: That's a that's a really that's a really good tip. Yeah. Uh, my I'm, I have a friend uh, who lives just around the corner from me in Toronto who's mm-hmm. a designer, and uh, and and whenever I play one of his prototypes, that's what he has done oh, yeah. as well, right? He just has the sleeves backed with an extra card. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's it's that's such a good way to go about doing it. I, oh, I'm getting a pack of sleeves, I think delivered to me today um, by oh. Amazon. Nice. Uh, which, you know, I probably should have gone out somewhere, but I literally haven't done anything but be in this room and work or go to <laughs> rehearsal. So I haven't had the time. Um, but because, because we were playing... I played a game of Avalon with my cast the other night and people were hanging out and the room was, you know, humid and you know, people had drinks on the table and like one of the cards got a little like floppy, you know, got put, got put into some water. And that's what happened to my, to, to some other games that I, that I have as well. I'm like, you know what I, I just need for those games that are like party games that are going to be out at like, so more social events, more social gatherings for, for my own sanity I need to get some sleeves. Like, I just need to get some sleeves for those <laughs> yeah. so that I'm not like, no, please, please stop crumpling the card. Please, no, you don't, you know, that's your roll card. You don't ever have to touch it again. I don't know why it's in your hand. I do not know why it's in your sweaty hand right now. You don't have to touch it. You're, we know you're on the good team. You don't have to look. Put, just put it down. Just put it and don't stop touching it, which which was um, perhaps you can tell a a real thing that was occurring in my. (laughs) Imagine Eric says Chris is getting sleeves. Never thought I'd say it. Well, it's only for those specific circumstances. Let me tell you. And we don't really have to shuffle the cards because I cannot shuffle sleeve cards. Well, I can very effectively with the mass shuffle. You just. Yeah. That's the, that's a real time. That's, that's real footage of me shuffling. Honestly, really not that far off. I'm it's the worst it's the worst thing imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you 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 tend to you tend to see a little bit more of the game when they when they do get on the table, but it's strange. Not many people use them for that purpose. I, kind of how Ruel's innovated with, and, and Goblin and Seabass saying the comments the same with that print and play with the cards. I feel like we might be on the cutting edge of innovation for how to play campaign games with this, with this stream. <laughs> oh, Ruel, you might be muted.
0: That okay, was, there that
1: you go. Ruell's cough button. Yes, it
0: is. Was uh, I still have that cough, folks? And I've been muting and yeah. So thank you for that. Uh, Blue Fun Guy says, Chris, mass shuffling." That's the video we need.
1: I agree. That's all <laughs> I want to see on the internet. It's it's in it's somewhere and and like I forget I forget what video it is, but I I, I think it was in a crowdfunding countdown. Oh, so well, that's my Monday show. Where, that's the Kickstarter one, but mm-hmm. it's really bad. And, like, I can't tell you the amount of, like, comments of people who were triggered on thinking it was a bit. Because I do a lot of bits, right? Like, I I like to, you know, I like to have a little laugh. Um, But it really wasn't a bit. Because somebody was like, just mash, shuffle them. I was like, okay, I'll just mash them together. And I really legitimately thought that, yeah, I'll I'll have to find it as a clip. But... Yeah. and then I did it the next, and then I did it the next week too. Be like, hey, this is my better attempt, and it still was really bad. Um, <laughs> and then I, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I was I was thinking about on April Fools of putting out like a how to shuffle cards video oh, and just that be doing that perfect. With sleep. So, oh my god! So maybe next, maybe next April Fools when it rolls around, I'll get I'll get to it and have that as like a designated yeah April Fools video. But it's I I and I legitimately like. I can't. I can't express to you how like hard I was actually trying. <laughs> how hard I really? actually try to shuffle these cards, and how much of like an infomercial it ends up looking. Like, <laughs> like the before, before you you get this magic card shuffler TM. I'm the before picture. <laughs> oh, I love it, man! I, oh, it's so funny. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Imagine Eric was saying the exact same thing. It looks like one of those TV commercials for Vapor TV product. Yeah, this 100 what it is. Nice. Yeah and uh jojo
0: says can you imagine trying to shuffle sleeve terraforming mars or wingspan oh my gosh
3: well that's
1: the point right like because it's so hard the stacks are so huge so -hmm. that you can't do a nice riffle shuffle and i'm very proud of my riffle shuffle i'm very proud of like being able to riffle them like without any card deterioration whatsoever Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Maybe there might be like point zero one percent, but I'm like, I'm on the corners. I'm I'm treating it like yeah, like, a, like some dough. You know, yeah. I'm treating it. I, I'm treating it like a. I'm caressing a, a baby kitten's head. <laughs> I, I. And then you can't riffle shuffle. You can't get that nice riffle shuffle, which which I think objectively mixes up the cards better. That's that's my main issue. Is that like speed yeah. and um
0: uh, folks, can we get a clip of that? I, I just want a clip of Chris talking about massaging oh, a my my little baby kittens. <laughs> yeah, I would just love to see a clip of that, friends. If you if you have time for that, um, so uh, when you show, so when I riffle shuffle, I do the same thing. I you know, knee, gently place my hands on the cards. You know, yeah, put them in two equal stacks, and I use my thumbs to just mm-hmm. you know shuffle the corners. I, yeah, I don't ever do need. in the middle
1: either. Too, you do in the middle, you bend your cards. Yeah, like, you, don't that do, I mean, you don't. And then you don't do like that
0: bridge they call it, where
1: you. No, do I don't a, do the bridge. No though. bridge, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. no, no. It's like because that, like that, that hurts. To, that feels like it would hurt the cards. I mean, and like, yeah, we're not animals here. You know, we don't break yeah, our cards. Come on. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're we're respectable people <laughs> up, up in this up in this R and R
0: and R show. <laughs> <laughs> nothing but respectable people in this show folks uh goblin yeah. does point out you need good quality cards though i mean yeah but
1: yeah, i mean you could yes and no it hurts right? your hands a little bit yeah it would if they're not good quality though like i was i was playing skip for the first time i've never played skip bow before i mean what is skip
0: bow i've seen it throughout my whole I've life i've never Skipbo? played what
1: is skip bow chris honestly it's okay as okay. far as little card games go it was in you know at at my girlfriend's uh parents place they were using it as like a game of war with her little uh nephew okay he's like five well now he's seven but well, back then he was five. Mm-hmm. and so this time we're actually we were like we're actually going to play the real version of skip mm-hmm. there are you basically it's it's like it's almost like slow dutch blitz in a way Uh-oh. where You have a hand of cards, but like without the interesting solitaire aspect of it. You got a hand of cards and you just got to put them out in four piles in the middle and you go from one to 12 and skip bows are wild. Uh, And whatever you put out in the middle, you then draw back up to the hand of five. It doesn't matter what cards you put into the middle because you have a stack of cards that you have to get through. That's your goal. First person to get through that stack of cards wins. But you can you can supplement. And you can maneuver using the cards in your hand. You're like, oh, I have a 10 over there. Great. I have a 7, 8, skip bow. Boom. Now I can move my 10 into the middle pile, right? And once the middle pile gets to 12, it then goes away and you start it again at 1. And so it can be really slow. It's like, it's it's eh, it's fine. It's, it's better than Uno. I'd say it's better okay. than Uno, right? Okay. But it's like of that sort of uh, genre is, yeah. is how I would put it so like a simpler Um, like
0: uh, obviously very family weight uh type of card yeah yeah super
1: like super fun and like honestly we played we played around and and somebody won and they were the skip boat champ and then you know the next day we played another round and it's just like it's just one of those games that you can put out with like just a family right and and just play cards down and and be mostly chatting and not focusing on the game and then somebody makes a combo and yeah. how you end your turn is you take a card from your hand and you put it down in like four one of your own four lanes you can mm-hmm. put them on any lane you want there are no card restrictions but you do like lock the card into place if i have a 10 down and i put like a four on my 10 i can't play the 10 until i play the four right like gotcha. solid okay um but but that's all it is it's very simple just like blah, 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 chaining things together you yeah. want to and you put those cards down so that there's at least you're drawing back up to five so you're at least drawing one card on your turn or if you get rid of all five cards in your hand and you you still have potential moves you get to draw five more cards and keep on going right but you have to shuffle those cards a lot Um, and so i was shuffling them and i and i definitely felt like paper cut the stuff (laughs) by riffle shuffling them because i was constantly doing it yeah but um i mean as long as your thumbs aren't bleeding i guess it's okay uh
0: you know, I'm glad you brought up Dutch Blitz. I, I want to tell you, I actually have I, it in my it cart. Always. Yeah, my well. online cart to buy. I, I'm waiting for Prime Day. I mean, this isn't a commercial
1: for Amazon Prime, but if you do have an <laughs> Amazon Prime account, folks, you can subscribe to the channel for free. Yeah. Um, yeah, seriously. We want to take money away from Jeff Bezos. So, like, if you... you yeah. we, and, like, a lot of people use Prime. I get it. It's convenient. Yep, it's super convenient. You save on shipping. Like, if, if you are spending a lot of money on Amazon you might as well save the shipping right like i get it yeah uh, i also get that we want to take as much money away from jeff bezos as possible which is why you should use your prime subscription you get one free one you can then sign up and take that money out of jeff bezos pockets yes and put it into the r and r and r show yes that's um, exactly um oh about Dutch Blitz.
0: so when mm, i added yeah. to my cart i noticed there were expansion packs what do you,
1: have you? What are those exactly? So I, I Touch Blitz. It's the same game. Oh, it's the same yeah, game. Yeah, it's the same game. Yeah, it's oh. a it's a blue one, right? Yeah, is the expansion pack. Yeah, yeah, it's the same game. You're they're just different decks, so you can play with eight people instead of four. That's the only. Oh, thing. okay. I, I I bought the blue one first, and then now I also have a green one. Okay. Um, but exactly the same game. It's just you can play with more people just because play you more just group. need a you just need a unique deck, and so they have they have the color on the back. And the symbols are different than uh, in, in the main game. They just okay. kind of rotated the colors around. Yeah, Got exactly it.
0: Understood. So if I wanted to play, if I want to play with more than four players, then I'd buy the second yeah. second. Yeah. Game. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, now I don't often play with more than four players, but like yeah. I do have two packs of Dutch Dutch Blitz here just in case. <laughs>
0: just in case I lost. <laughs> So, how is it at two? I think you've talked about this before, but if you don't mind me asking again, how is it's, the game at
1: two? It's okay. I don't really gravitate towards it at two. Yeah. Uh, the difference is uh, you have, th- in a, in the three to four player game, you have three piles where you can take and rearrange your cards in that solitaire style. Yep. In two, you have five piles. So, you need the extra, like, options and maneuverability to to keep the speed going and to keep like the cards getting free and being put into the middle mm-hmm. but I, I prefer the the sort of frenetic pace and the frenetic nature of like three to four and only having those three um so right. I don't often play with two but also mm-hmm. I I don't I would never play with two because I wouldn't want the the person who I was playing with to feel bad. And like at least if they have somebody else with them, then they can feel bad together. <laughs> because yeah. I'm good, I'm just I'm gonna win. It's just yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll say it as humbly as I can, but like I don't lose at that game. Um uh, and that's God, a challenge. It is a challenge, and, and I want and everybody to take up the challenge and come find me and face me. God, that'll be so great. Yes. Um, okay, I want I want to practice
0: because world series board game come out uh in september i think we need to play
1: chris i oh we yeah yeah I, yeah i, I want to bring I, my skills i will see. absolutely make time for that i yes. don't know when but i don't care if i if, if it means taking an hour of sleep or mm. playing an hour dutch blitz yes I'll, I'll do dutch blitz or missing a flight back to canada you know we're yeah. playing Dutch. 100 100%. yeah 100 100%. <laughs> percent. no problem awesome. we're playing dutch blitz love WSBG, it <laughs> baby um <laughs> What else yeah, you... OCS One Spectre says my family bought two of the original packs and then used a sharpie on the back. Yeah, you could do that too. 100 percent. Okay, you could do that. You could play up to twelve people if you wanted to, right? Like, wow, it would probably be madness. Yeah, and it would. That then it would be like the more people you play with, the more kind of random you're. You're you're, you're hoping you get a good draw, right? because yeah. somebody will. Chances are somebody will get a good draw and be able to go a little bit quicker. Hmm. Um, it's kind of like kind of like Bananagrams in that regard in that speed game when you go up oh, like yeah. more than seven players yep. everybody just gets like 11 letters and if you get a bunch of Zs and q's well congratulations you lose the game right yeah <laughs> i'm lucky you <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like it's it, it happens but they're also like it's so quick that it, it, it shouldn't matter right <laughs> right well, oh, excuse me I love that we talk about Dutch Blitz like almost every time, and now I'm going to make a point to to bring it up no matter what. Honestly, Dutch Blitz was almost on my list. For travel games but i didn't put it on because i i know i talk about it too much <laughs> oh you know i and
0: that's you know i, I brought it up now um you know because number one i knew you'd be excited that i am gonna buy a yeah. copy but oh 100 i'm I, so thrilled for you yeah as well I'm I, very, I i'm I very excited I, I also thought it was gonna be on your list you know i was sort of like giving this like i was hoping to sort of not really spoil it but sort of give you a preview
1: yeah okay yeah, interesting yeah, yeah, so yeah. it wasn't on your list i now I'm... It, it wasn't okay. purely because i've talked about it so much like yeah. i'm gonna travel with it every time i Go somewhere like Mm -hmm. i just am but uh i i I was also aware of like it being a speed game this is actually the real reason why it didn't get on the list is because it is a speed game and because it is a speed game you need a specific type of table for it and so Uh, i was more mindful about that like those restrictions as well and being like okay well you you don't have as much flexibility with this as like you might with other sort of card-based games yeah uh because obviously there's gonna be a lot of card-based games on throughout the list, right right that just yeah. that just makes sense yeah um so that's that's that that was my my actual like legitimate consideration and then I, and then okay. i i also said to myself you come on you can't force Dutch Blitz onto every list but maybe <laughs> i could i was gonna say you probably could. <laughs> <laughs> my number one moving forward for any of these lists Dutch Blitz. Every single game. Top 10 worker <laughs> Every placement. Every single Dutch time. Blitz, Dutch yeah. Blitz. Oh, yeah. You're, are you kidding me, Ruel? They got little uh, men and women on the cards. On the card i And replacing them out into the board. And and the the worker, it's it's such a dynamic worker placement because the, the new worker spots grow as you build the card piles that's in the middle. Right. Perfect. Bam. Dutch Blitz, folks. Just start a
0: Dutch Blitz YouTube channel, man. I think that's what you should do. Yeah. Like all Dutch that's Blitz, spin-off. all the time. I love it. <laughs> Top worker placement game, Dutch Blitz. <laughs> nice. Okay. Why don't we um why don't I hack a couple more times? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, we're gonna get ready to uh live let's stream the show, it. folks. Let, let's yeah, let's we'll get, get into, into the this. list.
1: Um, and then we can do our honorable mentions in chat after yeah, afterwards too if we totally. still have time. I think that's always a good rule of thumb. Yeah, good
0: call. Uh let me go to this scene here. I want to make sure we got this on camera. So this is our sponsor today, folks. Um, mm. Upper Story. They're the publishers of Spintronics. And uh, we'll talk about it more uh, when we go when we start recording yeah. the show. But oh my gosh, this is so neat! And let me make sure this is all here. Yeah. Um, and then we're gonna go over to this scene. Um, I will have the browser. Actually, why don't I grab the browser
1: right now? Uh, make sure it works. Um, yeah nice. yeah goblin saying those are so cool yeah i'm excited well we'll talk about it because we got to talk about it in the in the filming of it so we won't talk about it twice here but i yeah. i'm i'm also really excited of, that spintronics to talk about spintronics for sure yeah uh, it's so neat
0: um where
1: is while this? you're doing that ruel let me give a heartfelt just love fest to the chat i Please love do. hearing about people playing games i know we missed a couple somebody mentioned i saw revive in there yeah ashley Said we played Icky, Thunder Road, Vendetta, Revive, Flick of Faith. Oh no, Volcano this weekend. What a fantastic weekend! I I love Revive. I've only played that once too, but like that's one I I, I want to get because it's really good. Mm. Um it's it's just like it's just so joyful to me to hear about all of you enjoying games and having fun and participating in this hobby. And that just like, it it just makes me so genuinely excited knowing that people have had some free time and have spent it with loved ones or or friends or family or whoever, and, and have played games. And that's just like, that's, that's literally when it boils down to that's why this hobby exists. That's why it's taking off. That's why it's just such a, great way to spend time with people and i'm just so thrilled for all of you who've gotten a chance to play some games over the past week or few weeks or whatever and if you haven't that's okay me neither but (laughs) but we can think about when we can play those games and just i don't know i'm just i just love sitting here chatting about fun stuff with you all i think it's just i think it's just great and i just really appreciate everybody for sharing their experiences and i love hearing about it i do so yeah yeah that's I, awesome. I, I love you all Chris. chat. You're you're awesome. Thank and this you, has Chris. just been so like really refreshing. Like I'm tired. I'll tell you. I'm really tired. And so this has been like really refreshing to like talk about <laughs> something fun and hear yeah. from you all. And yeah, it's just really great.
0: I'm wondering, like, what do your fellow actors uh, do to refresh themselves uh, when they're not when you aren't in rehearsals, doing shows and stuff? You're here with us.
1: Are they just <laughs> hanging out in their trailers or their rooms or whatever? <laughs> well, in theater, we don't have any trailers. be oh, okay. clear, Other than the one communal trailer in the park that we all we all sweatily <laughs> get changed in um, <laughs> as we as we huff. The set pieces up and down the hill. Yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> let me tell you, it's 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 not glitz and glam, but it's it's good it's good honest work. Nice. Um, yeah, i I think I think it's been, you know, drink probably drink. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, half kidding. Um, it's it's it's. I feel like actors in general are like kind of social are generally social people, and so sometimes you you get energy from just hanging out and being with people we it was nice last night we had uh, our director uh made us made us spaghetti and meatballs for after the show oh nice. so we just went all, went all down to uh to the stage because he's like eh, it's italian because a pinocchio and a geppetto <laughs> um, nice. so that was that was fun just to, like chill and hang out and share a meal and just chat and laugh and That's tell cool. jokes try to make each other laugh right not, not oh i love that very nice Okay. Zen41 I mean? says uh Galeris just finished solo playthrough of Galarus. Yeah, Galarus is great. It's the only oh, wow. Lacerda that I've really played, but I, I enjoy it quite uh, quite a lot. I agree, Jojo. Awesome, Jojo. Awesome, Jojo.
0: I'm gonna start the battle royale, Chris, so people can uh let's start it. Each other in the
1: face. Here we go. Look at these brave superheroes dropping down, dropping into the midst. Good luck,
3: everybody.
1: Yeah, that's that's not a show. And that's not a song from the show. <laughs> um, I wish there, there, there is no music, Goblin says. So that's why oh. I'm going to do it. I'll get it. Hopefully there's music now. <laughs> O'Brien says no music. That's okay. Well, you know what? I'm gonna. There's a med pack dropping in, and and that's what. Is that friggin' no? Uh, that's just that. Avatar is usually Andrew Scott who no last music. time. Darn it, <laughs> board game tears says new to new to Twitch. What in the world is going on here? Well, board game tears. Nice to see ya, and also. We're having people punch each other in the face until only one victor is remaining, but virtually. So we get to go home to our game You know? Um, killed by Rotto. Is Rotto still in this? Is Rotto gonna take this? Is this freaking like is this rigged? Oh, here's the music. Here's the music. here we go. Oh, this music is good. I just turned on my own. Though. Okay, got it Look at all those packs that people are just leaving behind. Yeah, scoop them up, put
0: them down. Oh, who's next? It's Richard. That? Oh my God, It's cool. Wow, Did
1: Richard really good this.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. It was rigged from the start. Yeah, we can't don't have play, that. Don't play. Don't <laughs> uh, a a game against Richard because he'll 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 rig it. Yeah. I don't know. Totally I was trying raked. to think of something funny to say and
0: I have we got to do it one more time. We're going to give you a fair <laughs> shot. Now if he wins it again, he's won it back to back. I can't help you there, but we're going to do one That's more true. Battle Royale with music. Uh here we go again.
1: Yeah, there's that music. You feel the feel the undulating pulse undulating good word of darkness despair. Oh my goodness! That there was a shock! I have to unmute it. So that I'm always gonna But I know it's epic. I know it's epic. I a little loud. Sorry, Goblin. You should have learned from the first time. What? And now you got no one to blame but your reincarnated self. I think Rado's still in it, isn't he? Oh, uh, he wins again,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: then we know it's rigged. We just took, we just took, Someone's got to take him down. Oh, he's surrounded. Oh, but he's not going enough He doesn't have enough life. He's not gonna lose. He's not gonna last. He came in second core thank you for being the hero we all deserve yes thank you core congrats my
0: friend and yeah uh goblin yeah you're pointing out to someone they're asking about yeah it is from the original star trek um board game tears thank you for that Mm -hmm. friends um, I think we're good to go for the show. What do you think, Chris? Let's do it.
1: Yeah, okay. let's do it.
0: Let me make sure I've got. I'm excited. All these...
1: I'm excited to talk about these. Yeah, I'm excited to see what's on your lists as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is gonna be a good one. Okay, folks. So we're doing top 15 travel games. Uh, let me make sure all of this stuff is y'all can still hear me. and I'm gonna talk through that. Then we go to this scene <laughs> with Chris, and then we go to this scene with our browser, which I'll pop that up when it goes. Magic Eric, great. Comment,
1: Magic L- Eric, That's guess. a good reference, yeah. Great I agree. reference, I love that movie. I definitely agree. Okay.
0: Um, okay. So, give us a few... Give me just one second here. We'll make sure this is... All my ducks are in a row. Uh, one more time. Make sure Spintronics is here.
1: Okay. All your little figures are in a row. Well, there you go. Now they're okay. gone. Okay, cool. Um...
3: Wait a second, where's...
0: Okay, I think, yeah. Okay, here we go. Let's get ready to go. And... Hey, everybody. Today's R&R&R show is brought to you by Upper Story, publishers of Spintronics, a game that you can build mechanical circus with. And hello, Chris. How's it going, my friend? Oh, it's, it's going pretty great, Ruel. How are you? I'm i am been hanging doing. in there. We, you know, during the pre-show, folks, you can watch the uh-huh. pre-show uh, here on YouTube. We do an extended version of this live on Twitch during the pre-show. We're talking this about is how a good one, yeah, we're talking about how busy we are. I mean, it's been insanely busy for both of us. Yeah. Uh I've been doing stuff for uh, board game companies. You've been acting and uh, opening mm-hmm. shows, and so I want to thank you for taking the time out and joining us here today to talk about board games. No,
1: I want to thank you for picking such a great uh, topic of conversation, of travel games, which I am well acquainted with being away from my house right now. Yeah, That's yeah. what I want to thank you about. It's going to be it's gonna be a great show. Uh, but first, I want to talk
0: about Spintronics, Chris. Uh, this is from our friends at Upper Story. They are sponsoring this episode of the R&R show. Mm-hmm. And this, we had also talked about during the pre-show, we both saw this on Kickstarter when it launched... Yeah. Um, You know, and we're both excited about it and I'm thrilled that I've been I've had my copy for a little while now. I've played through a bunch of this. I'm not going to spoil it because I'm just going to show you the basics, folks. But this whole yeah. book, this is a puzzle book, Chris. There are, oh man, oh, I don't want to give the answers away. But
1: there's like... <laughs> you know what you will remember, right? Yeah. Like, I always find these sorts of things where it's like, oh, careful, no spoilers. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> that small one-page second that you saw of Sorry. things put together is going to stay in your head long enough for when you go get the game and build it yourself. No, get yeah. out of here. It's like, like that darn well, I saw it, yeah.
3: Uh,
0: so there's <laughs> like, These puzzles are cool. Yeah, they're like six... Sixty puzzles in here. I've done, yeah. I think, half of them already. And awesome. um, what? Yeah, what? What's really cool? So I'm going to open up the box. And oh man, you know the the quality of this, Chris. You know, we did talk mm-hmm. about this before in the pre-show. The quality is really solid. These are all really solid plastic and little gears awesome. and everything. And what you're doing is these are mechanical circuits, um, but they're done in a way without electricity. And it's a very, you know, I was always, I'm always like sort of hesitant about like educational games right so-called educational games yeah this is awesome like you were there's something about it it's it's analog but it's talking about the digital world and yet i mean it's so neat like you're they have magnets so these just pop onto here and as you can see i can shake it around and they're not coming off right they're solid magnets and then these pieces here as you you know go through this book it's it's really neat chris it's got this story you're actually going through a little storybook oh cool they yeah got a graphic novel element to it that's amazing. yeah which i don't i honestly don't remember in the kickstarter if they talked about this part of it
1: i i definitely didn't remember that i've yeah. got the Kickstarter page pulled up on on my screen over here but uh, mm-hmm. just to, just to get a closer view as well and, and looking at it again and yeah. uh yeah yeah and that's that's awesome isn't though. that that's neat awesome. So Dude, yeah.
0: during the narrative, it's teaching you how to do the, tu- you know, it has a tutorial I'm talking about the battery here and then all the little circuits you're going to make. So here's a basic circuit. You've got resistors and what it does is they show you, they give you the starting thing and they're going to give you little challenges. These are the puzzles, like how to make your first circuit. Right. And cool. what they do is you have it on your table and you're going to put it together. So let me, I've already put this one together. This is like, I think puzzle five or something. But the parts, as you can see, they come over here in the box. There's a bunch of them here, little circuits. You have little uh, chains that you're gonna chain up here. And what you do is you take one of these and you're just gonna slot it in there. It's got a little connector piece. And that just goes right there. And you have your little key. It's like the magic key. Just Mm -hmm. turn this around. Oops, I have it upside down. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I gotta put it right side up, folks. And then you go, just turn the key and it locks into place. There it is, boom. Just like that. Cool. And then depending on what you have, you're going to put the little resistors, the little circuits, and they just magnetize there. And I've already built this um, this chain here. So, now this isn't actually part of the puzzle, but I'm just going to show you how it works. What you do is just grab this, and you're going to pull the little thing, and there it is. It's spinning. It's Spintronics. It's, it's like magic. And... Some so that's going clockwise. Some of the puzzles are how can you make a resistor go counterclockwise, and then how can you do two little resistors counterclockwise? And here's the challenge five, which I was talking about. Here's the setup, and then you have the cool. different uh, things here. So let me see, I will set this up. So I take this off, and I've already pre made my chain. So
1: let me see, I have a little. You just add that little... comes like separate in the in the box. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: And then I can uh, just increase the length of the chain by adding more links. There's a ton of links in in the box, and I already pre-made this because it does uh, first setup. It takes a little while, but once you get into it, oh man, it's so easy. Uh, so this is plastic, a uh, nice uh, quality plastic here. Um, whoops. And what I'm going to do is link these chain or chain the links together. Boom, boom, boom. Ta-da. And then for this puzzle here, they give you the starting setup. So you want the setup to look like this. So I just take my handy dandy key. I take this off counterclockwise, that is gone. And then they give you a a 1,000 and a 500 ohm resistor. So I've got 500,000 and the the puzzle is how am I going to make these spin counterclockwise? So what I wanna do is chain these together. Okay. So I'm I'm totally giving away one of the answers to the puzzle. That's okay folks. I think that's okay. Yeah. There's because, like
1: 60 of them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Did you get now did you did you get act 1 or act 2 or the full Uh I got act uh, 1. This is act 1. Yeah. Thanks for bringing one, that up. Act. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz there was there was two on the I remember from Kickstarter and I well I, I was refreshing myself when I I yes. knew Spintronics would be talking about it. But they had they had two options, right? You can have act 1 and then mm-hmm. act 2 which gives you like a little bit more complexity. Yep. Um, act one was the sort of the base that a lot of people did, but even 60 puzzles in one thing with like high quality components and especially seeing the components now, I remember thinking the the, the one cool thing while you, while you continue, well, and you can cut me off whenever if you want. No, no, go um, ahead. To, but like what I really, what really drew me into this campaign way back when uh, was, this, this was, I would just looked it up too, was June, 2021, June 19th, mm-hmm. 2021 is when it funded. And what I thought was really cool was like this little blurb that they said being like electronics is the foundations of modern technology, but it's, it's, it's especially difficult to understand, right? Cause you need mathematics. And so the whole concept of all of these puzzles is to help you understand like basic mathematics, right? Yes. Like, oh, sorry, basic electronics um, and, and how circuits work and how these things connect. And, and that was the educational part that you're talking about, mm-hmm. but being able to frame it in a way that's so tactile Yes. and like with clearly good quality components like even just you snapping and moving things around the place you're like yeah there's these magnets and these chains I'm like and it spins I'm like of course it does, Isn't that neat? It does that, that's exciting right yeah so have this like physical puzzle thing I think is is potentially really cool yeah and I think you know along those lines we're all analog gamers
0: here folks we talk about board games we talk about analog games and there's something like yeah. you said something about that tactile feeling so about seeing this and you know putting it together and here's how i'm solving this puzzle here this challenge five how do i make these go counterclockwise look instead of placing this on uh on the uh, little uh um battery here i put the you actually see i put the chain right outside of it so when i pull the thing they're actually going counterclockwise now because of the way i put the chain there right rather than around it where it it would go around and around and there it is now this isn't all you get, folks. There's a bunch of stuff in here. Again, I don't want to spoil any, uh, too much of it, but there's other pieces. Chris, there's something here that actually makes sound. It's really cool. Uh, yeah. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank um, uh, Upper Story for uh, sponsoring the RNR show today. There you go, folks. Be sure to check the links below uh, for more info on um, Spintronics and uh, where you can uh, get that. But...
1: Let's get on with honestly, the show. Oh yeah, go yeah. Ahead. Just just one quick quick point before we, before we go on. Like honestly, even if you're not like, even if you're like, oh, it's it might be too expensive for me with all the little hardware. Like just, I still think you should just check it out for fun. Like oh, I, yeah, I think it looks really cool. And so even if you're like, oh, maybe I buy it, maybe I not. Like legitimately, just go check it out and and for 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 the sole purpose of going, yeah, that's neat. Oh, oh that, yeah, that is really cool and seeing the little bits and seeing yeah. the, like them walk walk it through totally. Like, i i remember this from two years ago and thinking about how neat it was and i'm so thrilled that it seems to be delivering on the promise that it made yes. on the kickstarter as well yeah. so that's just, here. It's very exciting for me uh cool. and i was like i was like being able to you know le- legitimately talk about things that i'm excited about and this is one of them so this yeah. is
0: one of them that's right thank you for that uh, chris and yeah why don't we jump into the show uh this is our top 15 travel games we talked about we are on the road it's that time of the year summertime people are traveling and we've got 15 great games uh chris myself and richard um we will be mm-hmm. talking about 15 travel games um i'm gonna give it up to chris uh you're gonna kick us off today my friend what you got on the list for us
1: yeah so number 15 is oh i think oh no it's in my it's in my other bag it's not Uh-oh. it's not within reach okay. but it is one that i brought uh because i am traveling right now i'm not i'm normally in toronto i'm in halifax nova scotia and so this is one that I was was like an auto include. Uh, it's a very simple game. you can play this at a lot of different places. this is why it makes it on the list. Uh, it's skull Nice. at least I think it's skull I it think is I skull that as yes. the right no yeah okay as long as I put it in the right order and I'm not talking tales out of school which I generally <laughs> also do. Um, <laughs> but but yeah skull is is so good. Uh, I got this I found this in in a bin. At this place called Binge Bins, and it was open and it was scattered everywhere. And I p- collected all the pieces. And I said, "Give this to me." And they, they sold it to me for eight bucks. And it was great. Nice. Uh, but 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 I brought this one especially because it's really good for outdoors too. All huh. it is is four coasters and like a little mat. So everybody gets f- four coasters. Three have flowers. One has a skull. And then it starts by everybody putting a coaster face down in front of them. And then on your turn, you can do two things. You could put another coaster on top of your coaster. Or you can start the bidding. And so the bidding round themselves, the bidding is you say a number and that's how many coasters you think you can flip over, starting with your own, that don't have skulls on them. And so the premise is like, okay, well, I'm bidding two because I know I have two in front of me that don't have skulls. But maybe I'm just bidding that because I have a skull and I want people to flip over my skull. Because if you don't flip over flowers and you flip over a skull, well, you lose a coaster. If you do flip over only flowers, you get a point. First to two points wins. Like it's a quick game, mm-hmm. super easy to play. Really good, like bluffing and uh, a social game of just reading each other. It's it's Perudo, I think, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, other that, but just using like coasters and skulls and roses. It Used to be called skulls and roses. I remember back in the day yep. when I was first getting into board gaming. I went into a board game shop and I said, "Hey, I'm doing a secret Santa, and I want a game that's going to be a hit." And they said, oh, yeah, take this one. And hopefully it was a hit. But now that I know it, what game it was, I feel very good about that Secret Santa purchase from way back. Um, yeah, really solid. And and for travel considerations, you can play this anywhere. It plays up to six people. Uh, and the, especially that you can play it outside because it's yes. just cardboard or like in a bar, wherever. It's just a really good game to play on the go. Very simple to teach. Very simple to get people into that's our collective number 15 skull yeah
0: great uh, great call i had a feeling you put this one on the list i know we've talked about (laughs) skull before and yeah um, yeah, i think it's a great point they bring up uh chris as far as it being able to be played outside right i mean if Mm -hmm. we're truly traveling you know we do want some games that are able to withstand
1: the elements and skull is one of them it's a fantastic game and you know what? That was a pretty major consideration for me for yeah. for for my own travel because I'm doing outdoor theater right now. So in between shows or rehearsal or whatever, I I, I was really cognizant of, of trying to bring games that would translate well to be, to outside. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I was I was just gonna ask you. You know,
0: now that you're uh, on you know travel right now, did you bring your copy of Skull with you to Nova Scotia? Oh yeah. Oh nice. yeah. It was it was the first one in my bag. Nice. One. Awesome. Yeah. Well, great choice. Uh, let's move on to number fourteen. This is uh, for for me. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a game that I believe also can be played outside. Uh, Chris, this is collectively our number fourteen. It is Deep Sea Adventure. Um, this is a push your luck game. Uh, here, oops. Uh, here we are, Michelle and I playing it on my channel a couple of years ago. Uh, this is an oint game. So oint games are very tiny. They can literally fit in mm. your pocket. And it's a push-your-luck game. It's a cooperative. It's interesting. It's oh, here I am with a bear puppet. Um, that's what we do on oh my channel. Oh my goodness, farewell! So. Yeah, a bear, a bear. You would do
1: that to me, Benny Didn't the Bear. Did you know bear. that bears kidnapped my entire family?
3: <laughs> oh,
0: sorry, I can't Chris. believe you would. Sh- you would show totally triggered. Drama.
1: <laughs> you wonder why I no longer play games outside. This is because all because the bears
0: the bear. have forced oh my me gosh. inside uh friends who are afraid of bears my apologies um this is deep sea adventure it's a push your luck game it's semi-cooperative so you are traveling down uh in the deep sea trying to get treasures and you're rolling a die and there are six sided dies but they don't go up to six and what you do is roll and you go down and at any point you can stop and pick up a treasure but you're gonna the decision point here is when do i go back up to the submarine because Chris as you go down further as the more treasures you get you have oxygen to worry about and you're running out of oxygen the second you jump in the ocean and every time you go roll uh, move down the more treasures you have that counts against your oxygen so you're trying to race back up while you still have oxygen if oxygen runs out everyone not just you but everyone that's down there loses mm. you just lose all your treasures. you get zero for the round so it's this really neat element it was like how far can I push but then there's a little, a tiny bit of take that. Like I can just go down not too deep. I can go shallow, pick a bunch of treasures, and go right back up and just hose everyone because I'm right back up. Aha! I have air and just look at the watch. Everyone else trying to roll dice, trying to panic and get back to the top before they run out of air. So uh, it only goes three rounds. It's a 20 minute game. It's such a great push your luck game. It's super easy to get to the table. As you can see, it's tiny. It's an oint game, so it's mm-hmm. very easy to travel with, and that's why it's our number 14 deep sea adventure
1: that's a that's a nice pick yeah really really interesting I I when I was making my list I obviously looked up on YouTube for other people who've made similar travel lists and mm-hmm. I think I saw this on one of them and I was oh, like, okay, okay that's interesting um maybe maybe Brothers Murph might have put it on theirs I think yeah I think I Brothers think Murph might have might have done a list too but like yeah it's Oint games makes sense right you they're a perfect fit for this they, they are designed to be travelable you know definitely yeah. okay
0: uh let's move on to number, oops uh that's spintronics uh let's move on to our number 13 <laughs>
2: game uh rich is gonna be talking about it right now okay folks before we get to my number 13 i just wanted to say this is not the first time i have done this particular list uh, about half a decade ago just when my wife jen and i were leaving malta to move back to the states i uh, teamed up with eleni from Czech games edition And we did a Top 10 Travel Games. Jen and I were about to travel to the States. She was about to travel back home to Greece. We were both living in Malta at the time. And uh, I think it's a great list. I think it still stands. There's a link for it down in the show notes if after you're done with this video, you want to hear about a bunch more really great travel games. I highly recommend it. Had a great time with Eleni. And uh, now, moving on. Chris... I'm really glad to see Skull is on this list, because I can't wait to hear you describe it. Because, interestingly, Skull made Elaney's list half a decade ago, so are you just copying her? I don't know. But I have to admit, when she was describing it to me, I could not get my head around it. I've actually uh, seen Shut Up and Sit Down do a video about this game. I could not get my head around it. Hopefully, Chris, you will finally set me straight on why Skull is so fantastic. And well, uh, Deep Sea Adventure looks really charming. A fun little push-your-luck game. I would certainly want to give that one a try at some point. But anyway, folks, now let's move on to number 13 on this list. And I'm just going to have to apologize right up front, because it's Onironauts. And I'm apologizing because this is a game that you cannot get. at a very, very small print run. It is readily available in Ukraine from the publisher iGames. I don't know, maybe you could order direct from them, and uh, that would certainly be cool. But here's the deal i have always felt that whenever we're traveling and i'm carrying games with us always got to have something in the backpack that i can use for playing with the normal folks you know if you're part of a travel group or something like that my wife and i for years traveled with her parents and so i while i always carried you know nice crunchy games for me and jen to enjoy as hardcore gamer geeks you got to have something to play with the uh with the with the uh, with the normies And for me, that used to be Dixit or Codenames, but Onironauts so uh, eclipses those. It's something you can instantly teach to anybody, uh, because it's Cooperative Dixit. It's absolutely fantastic, and I hope it gets a wider release. I guess I'm just going to keep talking about it until some publisher works with iGames to get it more widely available, uh, because it's absolutely fantastic. Um... I don't really need to say much more than Cooperative Dixit, although there's an extra added bonus. It works great for two players also, which is kind of unheard of for these kinds of games. So I highly recommend it. Now, if you can't get your hands on it as a fallback, you could get a copy of Stella Dixit Universe, because even though it comes with Dixit games instead of an Ironaut games, it comes with enough components that you could replicate the functionality of an Ironauts. So in a pinch you could go with that, but oh my gosh, this game is so much fun. Works great for two, works great for higher player counts. I've played it at a bunch of different player counts at social events. It's always a hit. And working with other people as opposed to trying to beat them, I think, is just a more inviting thing in general. So number 13 on the list. Once again, on the r show, I think this is a third time it's uh, made a countdown on Ironauts. Okay. Yeah.
0: Ironots, and i keep wanting to call it one iron that's just i see that's why i <laughs> want to pronounce it but i know richard's talking about it several times have you gotten a, a chance to play it yet uh uh chris no i, I, haven't. I haven't either no, I, yeah. I
1: i only know of it through uh richard talking about it on past lists for sure but yeah D- dixit's great i mean like i love it still works that's why mysterium works yep um and so if you like those sorts of games absolutely want to check out definitely Cool. Okay.
0: So that's our number 13. Let's move on to number 12. Back to Chris. All right. Number
1: 12. This is a game I I, I really hold dear to my heart. And this is a game that I took on tour with me when we were doing a 100 schools like tour of the of show called Beethoven Lives Upstairs. And we played it every single lunchtime. I'm not even joking with you. Like nice. every single lunch. We played multiple times of this game. It's so quick. It's another card-based game. It's another sort of bluffing game. And this one gets up a little bit over Skull because it has a little bit more depth and complexity to it. And that's Coup. Yes. So Coup, for me, is, is so good. Like, I could play this so frequently. And specifically Coup, not Ku G54. I think Coup G54, it comes in a larger box. It adds a little bit too much complexity with Coup. The base Coup is so elegant in terms of how it uses the five rolls. And the game just gets deeper and deeper when you play with the same people because you know that at the beginning of the round, I'm going to have two Dukes in my hand. I'm just going to have them. It doesn't matter what you all say. I'm going to have two Dukes in my hand. Uh, and so, like, being able to play with that uh, with that sort of meta game is also super fun. For those of you who don't know Coup, uh, you can see it on the screen right now. It's, it's last person standing. You can take a number of actions – to get coins in order to coup your opponents and take out their lives everybody has two lives two cards face down and you're only legally allowed to do the actions that are on those cards for those specific characters however you can take whatever action you want and as long as nobody calls you on it it goes through Mm -hmm. and so having that that push and pull because you, you have to put up one of your own lives as like a a challenge because if if i call you on it and you were telling the truth i lose a life and you only have two lives so it's it's risky to challenge but it's also risky not to challenge and let the action go through if you think they're lying so it's just it's it's such a fun back and forth i i honestly i almost put skull ahead of coup because i i I wanted both of them to be on my list because i i feel like i will just always travel with these two games Mm -hmm. but i ended up putting coup ahead again because that added Depth of complexity. I've played a bunch of Skull now and we were playing it outside the other day on a picnic table and it was super fun, but I also can see it getting a little bit stale at a certain point, right? Because it's the same, it's the same. Are you lying or are you not? Right. And so there's not much more to the game than just I'm gonna try to read my opponents right now. Although it provides for really memorable and exciting moments of of somebody calling eight flowers and revealing eight flowers amongst the table which is such a high number yeah you're like whoa, how did that happen or just flipping the skull on the last the last number right you go to the people who you know you're pretty sure that they weren't lying and then you're left with the person who might have been lying and then when they were lying it's a big like fun event Ku just has uh so much interplay between the five character cards and plays super quickly as well. I just love the depth to this game and I, I I won't go anywhere without it. My coup cards are ratty that I need to put them in sleeves. We were talking a little bit about this in the pre-show about about sleeve cards. I purposely didn't say coup in that because I wanted to save it for this list. Nice, Um, But coup, like there's a tear on my assassin card and you can't really have a tear on the cards (laughs) because then people will know you're the assassin. So what we do is we just take the player aids and we just put them over top of the cards, and it works very well. Nobody looks when you deal them out. You just take them, put them underneath. So you'll always find ways to work around these things. But yeah, I've played so many games of Coup, so, so many, and I'm still not tired of it. And the fact that we could play it every lunchtime like for three months straight, (laughs) I think is a testament to how how well this game holds up
0: yeah yeah i i agree um it's been a while since i played but i remember there was also a time in my gaming group uh, when i first got in the hobby where it was like played every week you know it's like hey mm-hmm. we start with coup yep. and then we play other games and it, it's 100%. still yeah still holds up i now have you played the app I, uh, there's an app of this game isn't there um I, I think there's an app where you can play
1: right if there is i don't know can you play against real people I you know i'm not sure so maybe i shouldn't have brought if, it up but there is an it, app well out there. if you if there was an app uh, against an AI, I wouldn't be interested. And honestly, on an app, I wouldn't really be interested either. Mm-hmm. To, to me, what ha- what's so exciting about this game is the interplay, right? I like games that make people talk and yep. make people like laugh and and do silly things around the table. Like yeah. my buddy Cody, for for like two games in a row, all he did was take the ambassador action. That's <laughs> all he did. And we're like, nice. I didn't keep an ambassador again. He's like, yeah, I did. And then, <laughs> better challenge me i'm like hey challenges you had the ambassador and so (laughs) you can do like such stupid funny things with that to make for like such memorable great gaming experiences that like i I wouldn't want that as an app form or or, or virtual right like it's just so much better in person agreed great
0: choice chris okay and again an easy game to travel with uh let's move our number 11 this is uh my pick this is another game that Um, easy to travel with and I was thinking about theme this time as well like Mm. you know we're traveling we're getting out to do stuff and I think this game captures the theme and also it's an ability to travel as far as being a game it's our number 11 um, our combined list Trails. Uh, Trails folks is uh, the mini version of uh, the game Parks um, and cool. this is actually a really affordable game. You can get it at, like, Target. Uh, I think the retail price is, like, 20 U.S. You can get it much cheaper as well. But the components, the artwork are fantastic. Just like parks, um, you are traveling along national parks, trying to uh, do a little It's um, action selection, a little worker placement, and beautiful components. You just go, grab resources, and you're trying to turn those in uh, for badges, which uh, require you to turn in certain resources. You can also take photos and, and whatnot. It's basically the game Parks streamlined down into this very smaller uh, smaller streamlined version, which plays in about 20 minutes. And if you know me, folks, you know I love those type of games. This is uh, Michelle and I uh, playing on Arch uh, on Tabletop tonight a little, um, maybe like I don't know, a year or so ago, maybe two years ago, but we love it. Uh, you just, you know, Take your piece, move it on to one of the spots there, take the action or the resource, collect them, and after three rounds, going back and forth, whoever has the most points wins. It's so streamlined. It's a beautiful game, and I've actually heard people prefer this. Some people prefer this over the uh, the full game, Parks. I don't agree with that. I think this is a way to get Parks, the feel of Parks, without having to do as much setup or as much Mm. time. And, of course, Parks is a lot bigger. This one... Seriously, you can fit it again in a box or, or in your pocket or your bag very easily and uh, travel with it. and it does capture that nice feeling of hey I'm at the I'm at the outdoors even though I may be indoors playing a game, but it's the great outdoors captured in the
1: box. That's why it's our number eleven trails. Nice. I've played parks, I haven't played trails, mm-hmm. but uh, honestly, I think trails might appeal to me more than parks having I didn't I didn't even really know about trails really. Oh, because okay. I, I I enjoyed parks. But I I've, I never was, like, a, fan, a huge fan of Takaido. And it has that similar, like, whoever's in last gets to choose the next right. action. I think Parks does it significantly better than Takaido. Agreed. But for me, the, that mechanic isn't one that, like, I really am excited to spend a significant amount of time with. So actually having it in, like, a 20-minute game, I think that would be around the time where I would be, like, satisfied playing with it. Yeah, yep. feeling good. Boom, done, moving on, right? Yeah. And, and so... So that aspect of it actually really intrigues me, and I think it's it's a really great pick because of it. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought
0: that up, Chris, because I, I distinctly remember one of our friends saying almost the exact same thing. They liked Tokaido, but didn't love it enough to play like a 45-minute game. But then mm-hmm. with Trails, same mechanic but 20 minutes totally yeah. doable yeah great great call yeah. yeah okay
2: well let's see what richard's got for us at number 10 friends <sighs> hmm very interesting choice chris cool of course that makes sense for you you're an actor so you want to spend all your time lying to your friends and seeing how well they lie to you i have to admit i tried this once many many years ago and i can see the appeal it's very clever but oh my god i hated it so much um but yeah i totally get it and i guess if you really wanted to play, i would sit down and lie with you for a half an hour. That didn't come out right. But anyway, um, uh, number 11, Trails. Well, I am gonna have to disagree with you there, too. Only because, as sweet and charming as it is, this is a terribly scaled two-player game. Jay and I were so disappointed. I wanted to love it so much. It's definitely better at higher player counts, which, I guess, if you're traveling with others, makes sense. And I don't know. Did, did, was there an expansion for Trails that actually tightened it up and made it a better two-player game? I'm not quite sure. But anyway, uh, let's move on now to number 10, on the list, Tiny Epic Defenders, the second edition. Oh my goodness. Here's the deal. I already talked about one cooperative game that I can just play with anybody. But I also want a cooperative game that I can sit down and play with my wife, Jen, that really challenges us, that pushes us and Tynaic Defenders is one of my all-time faves because it is effectively a super portable, almost micro-game version of Pandemic. It has the same basic idea of traveling around the world and fighting hotspots, and most importantly, anticipating where those hotspots are going to be and staying one step ahead. This is a cooperative game where players get to be proactive instead of reactive. And it borrows the very, very cool... Um, <clears throat> Uh, card uh, deck, uh, a variable turn system of Aeon Zen. In. In fact, did this game come out before Aeon Zen? Did Aeon Zen borrow it from Tiny Epic Defenders? I don't know. But regardless, the second edition of this game is so gorgeous, introduced so many really cool, amazing ideas with uh, fancy, fanciful bosses like a Shadow of Colossus Giant you ride around on the back of, all kinds of things, lots of variety with the different special player powers, and it's just a ton of very challenging, if you play at the higher difficulty level, cooperative fantasy adventure gameplay in just about the tiniest package you can get. It is epic, and yet it is tiny, and if I were allowed, if I could also throw in Tiny Epic Defenders The Dark War, which is still an incredibly tiny box, just two tiny epic boxes, oh my gosh, it it goes even further for replayability and so many cool, um, wonderful, evocative, and very, very challenging Cooperative uh, gameplay choices. Uh, again, you. know, I mean, I'd love to bring Pandemic, but Pandemic is a bigger game with a bigger board. This is one uh, you can uh, pretty much set up and play anywhere and have a fantastic time. Number ten on the list: Tiny Epic Defenders, the second edition.
0: Wow i I thought he would have put Pandemic on here, but not the regular Pandemic, but the the smaller version of Pandemics, hmm, right? Yeah. So yeah. Surprise, surprise. Um, I was surprised. I I didn't. Uh, I mean, I. Okay, well, here's my take on. It. I played Tiny Epic Defender's the first edition. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like it. I I, I don't yeah. remember why I didn't like it. It Just it really fell flat with me. And I have heard that the second edition fixed a lot of things that were wrong with the first edition. So maybe you know, I I want to uh, I want to give it another shot.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair, right? The, there can be those sort of really significant differences between editions that that change things and and make them work. I. I expected some sort of tiny epic something to be on this list, right? Their their whole line is based around like big games in a small package, right? Uh, And so it's it's cool that this that defenders also fits that bill. I've only played tiny epic quest out of all the tiny epic series. Oh, okay. Played, yeah. Um, I've heard that galaxies is like the tippity top though, generally. Yeah. So uh, that that would have been my bet for. For seeing a, a tiny epic on this list, but yeah. uh, defenders, there you go. Yeah, a co-op, right? That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: Um, speaking of tiny epic quests, how'd you like that one? I mean, if that's your only tiny epic, um, you'll
1: yeah, game I fight. thought it was good. I, I, it ultimately left my collection because I found that it—it's it, weird with these sorts of games that I think it does so much. But it also needed such a large table presence as well, right? Yeah. So because you're laying out all the cards in Quest and you're making this big row, yeah, I was like, well, this kind of is is defeating the purpose a little bit yeah. in terms of if I'm if I'm going to be playing this big s- sprawling thing, I'll probably play like a larger game. Yeah, it, it defeats the purpose of me of me kind of carrying it around. Yep. Um, so yeah th- that was that was all right i like the zelda theme i mean like it was clearly of course zelda, let's be real yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so i, I like that but i it just it just didn't like it didn't grab me as much as i was hoping it to and then it was in that really weird in between place that i was like you know what i never grabbed this because i'm gra- if i'm grabbing small games I'm getting a smaller game right like i want a smaller experience if i'm grabbing larger games well then i'm going to get a larger experience so it's just in that weird middle ground for me that's totally Um, fair yeah yeah. that's totally fair
0: um let's move on chris what you got for us and uh, i think we're on number nine now
1: yeah i'm really excited about this next one because i just played it for for the first time like a month ago and it's been around for ages Mm -hmm. i've i've known it's good people have said it's good and now i can agree that it's good uh, this was brought in by a, a, a castmate in the in the show. We were talking uh, about board games, and she said, "Oh, well, I have Hero Realms. We should play that." Nice. And then she brought in Hero Realms, and I just I I, I love it. I think there's this is such a great. Deck builder in a small package that also is a small footprint, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're going to be you have like 80 cards or something. It's it's a very small box. It's about the same size as like a tiny epic box, really. And you have a number of cards. They're basically broken down into four different categories, and those four different categories or classes synergize with each other. And you just want to get the cards that let you punch your opponent in the face better than they can punch you in the face. That's it. Mm. I, and But the way, what really intrigued me and what drew me in is the way the synergies worked. I found that like each of the different color synergies was interesting. Uh, I found that I wanted to play it again. We didn't really get through a lot of the deck too. That's also what I'm generally worried about in these sort of smaller card games is the amount of cards that you go through and therefore that impacting the replayability. And I know there's a ton of expansions for Hero Realms, so I was like, yes. okay, maybe that's why there's a ton of expansions for Hero Realms because like the replayability isn't there. But I don't think that's the case. I just think people like the system and wanted more. Uh, yeah, I, I was really charmed by this. You you buy cards, you play them in front of you, and they're usually either like attacking cards or they're like little heroes that you can put out, and they stay outside of your deck as well yeah. until the opponent kills them. And they can constantly be used every round. And so some of them your opponent has to target before they can target you which then provides a huge barrier and also i can feel like there might be a little bit of a runaway leader issue with hero realms haven't played it enough to know but it it kind of feels like it it could lean that way if you just get a big a big fearsome big bad out there that your opponent just can't break through then you get a couple rounds of being able to hit your opponent when they can't hit you and it feels like that that'll be like the nail in the coffin. But for me, like, I I don't mind that because I like the synergies that you can create. And I'm just really, really charmed by this game and will definitely be adding a, a it or Star Realms to my collection because they're essentially the same. Yeah, um, yeah. pretty at, much. At some point, if I see it for a good price, and there, there's always a good price too. I think Hero Realms or Star Realms showed up in one of my... Like March Madness deathmatch tournaments, where we were about best value games under 25 bucks. And yeah. I think Hero Realms, like they were sitting around there. So the fact that you can have such a good game for that, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I agree. I love Hero Realms and
0: I also love Star Realms. This system of games mm. is so excellent. As you can see, you're talking about expansions. Richard, in the video that we're watching right now, that's actually the Ruins of Thundar, of uh, oh, cool. the campaign game. So it actually takes oh. that system. And you have a story. Oh, it's so good. Um, yeah, I've really enjoyed this one. I, it's a great call, Chris. I, I think it's a better game. Uh, uh, I just think it's a better game than Star Realms. But I'm such a sci-fi mm. geek. I, I have a, you know, I, ha, I still have my original Star Realms and <laughs> tossed in my bag. You know, I actually got that one for honestly on sale for like seven dollars US one time. So you can find these ultra wow, nice. cheap folks. Yeah, yeah and, for sure, right? Yeah, yeah. and Hill Realms. Oh, it's such a good one. I, it's, I'm glad this was made on the list. Um, Mm-hmm. i think i well well folks if you was watch it potential the potential ex- for yours yeah if, folks if you watch the extended yeah. uh, edition of this if you watch it live we actually talk about the games that didn't make the list so i may or may not have included the star rooms <laughs> you'll have to watch the extended <laughs> edition for that but great call with, uh, it, Hero sounds, it sounds like you may have it <laughs> yeah we'll see uh but yeah great call uh let's move on to our number eight and once again chris i was thinking two things games that you can travel with but also the theme of traveling and you know, like a lot of us uh, here in the U.S., we like to take road trips during this. I'm not sure everyone likes to do it. But taking a road trip, it's a time-honored tradition during the summer. So I had to include this one. This is our number eight. And it is, let me get the uh, video ready to roll. Uh, it is our number eight a combined list, Rolling America. And this mm-hmm. is a roll and that, again, it's available at Target, your big box stores, for under $10 U.S. I, I think it might be like $12 retail. Our friends Monique and Naveen playing it here. Um, roll standard dice, but they're all different colors. And you're trying to fill in the states of the US. And what you're trying to do is connect numbers that are similar, uh, that are alike. So you can have like the sixes together. I think it's, yeah, you can have numbers together or sequences or, uh, or whatnot. But then you're going to eventually get to that point where you cannot fill in a square or a state based on the number that's rolled. But that's when the special abilities come in. You can duplicate numbers. You can add, I think add or subtract one from them. It's been a while since I played, but I remember how much I love this. Um it actually traveled with me for a while in my bag. it would be one the one I would take and just you know play you know uh, either on a plane when I'm traveling or whatever because you can play solo. It's only eight rounds 20 minute game wonderful roll and write and I had to have some kind of roll and write on this list. And if you want to ask me like what my favorite rolling ride is all time, I'd lean towards like Cartographers or um, Dinosaur Island Raw and Right or even mm-hmm. On Tour, which is sort of got a travel theme. But as far as you know, taking it and putting it in a bag, this is the one that fits the best in a bag. It's another one that's really tiny and it can fit uh, in your uh, hip pocket or whatever. And that's why I chose it for our number eight, Rolling America. And this one is actually based on um, an older game I believe called Rolling Japan. Which had uh, hmm. you know Japan, you know, sectioned out into little uh, areas, but then they adapted to American audience and did Rolling America.
1: But um, I don't think there's a Rolling Canada, Chris. I'm sorry, but uh, we do have Rolling America. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> we're we're kind of in ticket to ride. There's like there's like two or three places. Yeah, so, you know that's that's where we got ours. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, so Rolling America. Have you uh, played this one, Chris? no i've played on tour i was going to ask you uh it, how you felt between the two but you you seem to prefer on tour more as like a game but you prefer to travel with this one yeah that's the sense that i got
0: oh absolutely i think on, on tour is an awesome game but it, it yeah. is bigger and you know i can't really see i mean you could travel with it but this one it's like this big so it's definitely a oh, pocket yeah. pocket size game nice yeah
1: yeah cool
0: okay uh let's see what richard's got for us what are we at number seven
2: all right, Hero Realms, Chris. I don't disagree. It's a great choice. I think most people would probably throw Star Realms in their backpack, but nope. I think Hero Realms is definitely the superior game of the two, especially if you throw in—I forget the name of it—the the Rundar or the Thundar. Or there's an expansion that turns it into an excellent little cooperative campaign fantasy adventure game. That is Chef's Kiss awesomeness. So cool. And uh, what was yours? Oh, Rolling America. I've not played that, but I did play the original Rolling Japan and. It's an excellent little roll and write. Uh, wonderful choices. Okay, then let's move on to number seven Furnace. Although, what I'm showing here is Furnace with the new expansion, Interbellum. Now, I take Furnace anyway, but the Interbellum expansion fits in the box too. And oh my gosh, here's the deal I want to have at least one game in my bag that is crunchy, super crunchy, like incredibly heavy uh, and a dense challenging Euro um, in a super tiny package, and it doesn't get much crunchier than Furnace, a wonderful, fast-playing, and brilliantly elegant little auction game Uh, that also, by the way, with the Interbellum expansion, plays fantastically solo as well, in case Jen's off doing something and I'm stuck by myself for a while. I have a great time with it solo, but when you add the Interbellum expansion, uh, this is one of the crunchiest games Jen and I have played this year. So deep, um, you know, so many options. Uh, the uh, it adds so many cool new features. But I would bring Furnace even without Interbellum because of the core idea of an auction game, where half the time when you place your bid, you place it wanting to lose. Because whenever you lose on whatever you're bidding on, you get a consolation prize. And the higher you bid, the bigger that consolation prize is. So you want a big consolation prize. But if you bid too high, you might end up winning the card in the first place that you didn't even want. Because it doesn't work with the rest of the engine you're building for yourself. So freaking brilliant, this game. And Interbellum takes it to the next level. So number seven on the list has to be, for me, Furnace. Wow, I didn't even...
0: Consider this a travel game. I, you know, the box isn't that small, but you know, now that I think about it, you could totally take the stuff out of the box and make it a smaller size game, mm. right? Uh, but a brilliant game, one of my favorites of the last few years. Uh, Furnace is outstanding.
1: Yeah, I really want to try it. It's on my list. I haven't yeah. played it yet, but it's like I've heard such good things, yeah. and the box is thin enough too. Like it's it's thin enough, and it's like about yay size. Yeah, it's slightly bigger. Um, a little bit bigger than my number one, but oh, uh, okay, I guess we'll have to wait
0: and see what that is. You have to wait, okay. Well, we're at number six, Chris, which is your choice again.
1: What you got for us? Uh, yeah, number six. Well, we'll see if Richard agrees with me again. I know he is just really excited to lie with me. That's that's all <laughs> that's all I got from from his, and that's why he's agreeing with Hero rooms. he's trying to butter me up. Uh, but. Uh, So we'll see how he feels about this one. It feels so—it's so odd to me for us to to agree on something, right? (laughs) But but now, but this one, this one was was the first thing that I put on this list. I think I was like, okay, I'm thinking about travel games. You you got to think about this abstract game, and that's Hive Pocket. Nice. It's the travel version of Hive, which. Nobody ever needs to get Hive ever again because this exists and is cheaper for the exact same game, right? You're, it's an abstract game. You're putting a tile out into the middle. You have to surround the opponent's queen with tiles. They can be their own tiles or your tiles, doesn't matter. And then every tile you put out moves in a different way. So ants scutter around the side, grasshoppers jump in a straight line. Um, you get the picture they all have different abilities yep. and it's it's very chess like is how it 's often described and I agree with that because it is this tactical back and forth of positioning and maneuvering and and trying to get your pieces in the locking position uh, instead of the other the the other position right the non locking position the position where they 're basically garbage um, <laughs> and, and What's cool about this is that you can't break the chain, right? So that's how you can lock things into place. You put your your piece in a spot where if they were to move the piece that they want to move, it then breaks the chain so they can no longer. And that's kind of the back and forth. Uh, this is a game that I, I don't yet own. I've been meaning to pick up a copy. It's just because my friend has a copy. And if I'm going to play Hive with somebody, I'm probably going to play Hive with, with my friend. Um, my girlfriend doesn't really like these sort of abstract Mm. tactical head to head style games. So like, I wouldn't play with her, but the fact that all it is are just these pieces. This is again, hits the criteria of being perfect to play outside as well. The game you can put in your, in your pocket and really go and play literally anywhere. I think in the uh, one review, maybe shut up and sit down their Review of hive was like out in a desert. They just placed it on some rocks. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, It's just all it is are the pieces. And the pieces are really good quality. Yeah, I think it's a really smart, interesting game. So it was a no-brainer to be on the list. And that's why it's this high up there as well. Because it kind of feels like the obvious pick. But uh, I still have one more that I'm more excited about to talk about. And nice. so that's why uh, it, it is where it is.
0: Yeah, great call. I Yeah, I love Hive. And as you said, it, it does have that parallel to chess, right? Abstract. But, mm-hmm. you know, this plays in, like, a, it's a lot simpler. Um, but there's still a ton of strategy in it. And I don't, I don't have this either. And I feel like I need this uh, game in my collection. I've always enjoyed yeah. it. I just don't know
1: why I don't have it. Um, and I but, know... It's one of but, those things where like if you don't <clears throat> I feel like if you play a lot of that abstract like stuff you you're 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 gonna get into it but like yeah. it, it it, it's one where like I I want to have it but I also know it needs a particular player to like enjoy with. True. I think that's it. Yeah. It's not as pan applicable to like a lot of other people. Agreed. So you really need to have that player who will enjoy it to the same extent that you do. And I think that's why I don't own a copy because the player who enjoys it to the same extent as I do already has a copy, and like not a lot of other players will enjoy it to that same extent, right? Like, yeah. And so, therefore, it, it doesn't really make sense to add. That's yep. probably why why I have delayed, but it's one where I like if I see it on sale, I'm probably just going to get it. Yeah, yeah, same here. And you know, I didn't. Um,
0: I've seen the regular Hive more often than I've only seen the Hive Pocket Edition once before, mm. and it, it's oh, really? yeah, totally totally tra- uh, traveling. I think it's even, so much better. Yeah, I think even the, the original yeah. one, you can still travel with it, but the pocket You could, one, yeah. The pieces are just bigger. They're not, yeah, yeah, they're not too too big, but yeah. Yeah. Great call, yeah. Chris. Well done. Okay. Let's move on to number five. This is uh my choice for the list. And you know, we were just talking about Hero Realms, Star Realms. This is the one for me personally that actually replaced Star Realms and Hero Realms mm. for me. I love this game, and I did a run through of it here on the Rattle Run Street channel. It is Star Wars, the deck-building game. Now, of course, I had to think of our theme, Chris, as far as, you know, um, traveling. This one, you get to travel to a galaxy far, far away. (laughs) You all saw that coming. Um, And what you're doing, you have two sides. You have the Rebels, uh, you know, the Rebel Scum, and you also have the Empire. And you're dueling. It's a back-and-forth game. Um, But what this does is it has the different factions that you can play. You can take them into your deck, or... If it's a rival faction, your, your opponent, you can actually blow them up out of the uh row that you're um, buying from. So if I see Darth Vader there, and I'm the Rebels, and if I generate enough combat, boom, Vader's out of there. My opponent can no longer get him. I, of course, it's going to take a ton, and it never happens, but um it, you can theoretically, theoretically uh, make that happen. But here's a cool thing, Chris. As you play, you're building up your deck, and then you start to see those combos happen, just like Hero Realms, just like Star Realms but super thematic. Mm. You've got the ships that'll, you know, protect you. Uh, then, I mean, my favorite combos are the ones with the characters. So if you just happen to have Han Solo and Chewbacca working together, and then you get the Millennium Falcon in your deck, oh my gosh, yeah, game over. You're just going to destroy uh, the right. Empire. And vice versa. You know, if you have Darth Vader, you know, and his ship, and oh, and you've got the, uh, the big Death Stars and whatnot, oh, it's so thematic. And just like Star Wars and Hero Realms, it's quick. Now it's not it's not quite as fast, but you still have that really cool feeling of, hey, I'm ramping up my deck super fast here, and then I can start doing the cool stuff. It's not it's not a slow burn like Dominion. No, you get to the action part right away. And you know, being a Star Wars geek, it's all I ever wanted in deck builder, you know, having all the different characters and whatnot. And now this I should say this, this is only, I think it's the original trilogy. With, I think, Rogue One. So, of course, they built in the thing of, hey, there's right. there's probably going to be expansions. And, you know, oh, I'm going to sure. be getting all of them, you know, because <laughs> I love Star Wars. But the system works well. And the one thing I do want to point out that's really unique to this uh, deck builder, you have the Force. Now, the Force is uh, something that's going to help you generate... Uh, additional actions on your cards. But the Force is a, it's, its a tug-of-war. So whenever you play a card that has the Force on it, you're going to bring the Force towards your side. Vice versa, the opponent can bring the Force to their side. If you get it all the way to your side, you're going to get additional resources. But whenever it's on your side, if a trigger says, if you have the Force, get this, this, and that. And I love that. The cards have this ability to you know get more powerful depending on if you have the Force on your side or not. I think it's a really clever design. Um, if you've played Star Realms or Hero Realms, you'll see a lot of similarities, but there's really some cool, unique things uh, to the game as well. And that's why it's our number five
1: Star Wars, the deck building game. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds cool. That, yeah. that does sound cool. Very, it seems very Hero Realms, how you describe it. I thought it was yes. going to be, uh, I, I thought it was more of a, like a standard deck builder, but that, that I didn't realize it was that head to head. For, yeah. for um, the Rebels and the Imperials, then you you have separate markets for each? No, you have one combined
0: nope. market. So you're oh, sort cool. of yeah you're battling over that and oh then the cool thing is too there's also the the factionless um up uh, uh, characters and ships sort of like the the bounty hunters so you can mm. directly hire you know sort of some of these bounty hunters now I think Boba Fett is always going to go towards the Empire but there are other um you'll recognize some of the other bounty hunters where okay now I could bring them to the rebels and and, and vice cool. versa and stuff so it's really neat and
2: yeah, yeah. I, I I love it but let's see what richard has got for number four coming right up. Okay, uh, Chris, Hive Pocket, I cannot disagree, because once again, you're agreeing with Elaney, and if she says it's good, then I'll go with it. Although, yeah, I've played Hive, I get it. My only complaint about that is that it's only a two-player game, and you're kind of limiting your options to play with other people, right? Can you play Hive multiple players? Nope, it's just black and white, but still, very, very clever. And uh, speaking of Elaney, uh, her channel, Cardboard Rhino, uh, a few years ago, she actually played it underwater, which I thought was a very, very cool thing. We talked about it many, many years ago when I did this list originally. And, oh, Ro, what did you have? Oh, Star Wars Deck Builder, right. So, more not-star realms, although i I don't mean to downplay. I mean, I think if I were to, I would certainly play this over Star Realms. Boy, Star Realms is getting no love today, right? Uh, Every way we can avoid playing Star Realms while still playing Star Realms, we're investigating ways to do it. And once again, so both of you just want to play with one other person while you're traveling. Well, okay, that's fine. Uh, That's not the case for me, because number four on the list certainly works with higher player count. It is Tiny Towns. Which, by the way, if you can get it, bring the Villagers expansion as well, because it adds so much to this already wonderful little game. It's interesting, when I started thinking about making this list, I decided, you know, I I love polyomino tile layers, and I really wanted to put one on the list. And the more and more I was just trying to narrow it down, I just kept coming back to this, because this is a polyomino game where you build your polyominoes, where every round, uh, bingo style, or via player choice, depending on which mode you want to play in, uh, players are putting cubes out, you're trying to get the right colors next to each other to create uh, building spaces in this incredibly tight, compact little board. And this game is so much fun. One of my absolute all-time favorites. Uh, An incredibly tiny package package. Don't bring the box. Just bring the player boards and the deck of cards and a bag full of all the cubes, and you've got an incredibly um, portable and incredibly fun game that you can play at you know any number of player counts. And man, I love this to pieces so much. Now, I mentioned the villagers, which is what I'm showing right here. Uh, this just brings a few more pieces where you've got these cool little um, villager meeples, animal meeples as well, um, that give you special powers if you can build where the villagers are. Elevates the game. Even more, but again, even though I keep talking about these expansions, I would bring Tiny Towns just uh, in the in the straight box. It's so great. Again, one of my all time faves, and uh, yeah, just perfect for life on the road. Number four, Tiny Towns.
1: I see has it there. I was just gonna say that's a pretty big box to travel. It's a with. pretty big box. It's like a standard ticket to ride size box. I mean, to to Richard's credit, he did say don't bring the box. Yep. Um, I I brought uh tiny towns with me as well uh i've i've a a video where i I just went through what i was packing and i agonized over it but the best part about tiny towns for me i put all the little um towns in their own separate little bins right here because i just think it's it's better than opening the bags and dumping them out for everything anytime you have a common supply for something for my for my mind you put it in a bin because then you're going to take things out slowly done. If you have player pieces where like everybody's going to have their own player pieces and you're likely going to use them all, then you put those in bags because then they can uh, be passed out. But what I, what I figured out is that uh, I could, I'm going to hold it up here. I can fit an entire box of letter jam in here and a little package of Dutch blitz in here uh, in order to get more into my bag and uh Amazing. yeah so so that shows even with all of this like hardware and like organization i'm still able to fit in a couple extra games into that tiny towns box oh, brilliant. so um that's that's this is it plays really well at six and it's nice to it's nice to have uh it's nice to have a game that like is quick that plays with a lot of people yeah as we know richard is famous for loving games that play at a higher player count and not with two players as, right. as specified, um, we, we know this to be true, <laughs> because he doesn't like our two player picks. And so, um, and we know that that he will never complain about anything not having a two player mode from here on out, because of his love for large Scale. Okay, exactly. <laughs> I love
0: what you did with your game. I mean, you packed all those games, and also I love the fact that you worked Dutch
1: Blitz into yet another episode of the On Show. <laughs> it made it uh, well if, done, Hey, bro. if Richard, if Richard didn't say it, oh, I'll put it back. It was behind me. It, it was behind me. I just pulled it off the uh, off the shelf behind me. Nice. Yeah, if Richard hadn't brought it up, it wouldn't have been coming out. But I wanted to show my little storage solution. Well, not storage solution. Just just the amount of stuff that you could pack in yeah. right when traveling. That's which great. is always good to consider fantastic i love it um yeah so
0: i love tiny towns and you know, folks you can also solo it if you're a solo board gamer it has a mm. really easy to uh, implement solo mode uh using a, uh, basically a deck of cards uh but yeah tiny towns a winner um uh, but let's move on uh, we're getting close let's to the on. uh, number one
1: game uh what you got for us chris well my last contribution to this list is a game that i didn't bring with me and I'm, I'm agonized, actually, that I haven't brought it with me. And it kind of solidified that it should be the number one and that I should just auto bring it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Because it's so good. I've talked about this game a few times on this channel. It's, it's in a very compact box uh, around almost the same size as Letter Jam, the box. It, oh. But you get it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a game where there is so much game packed into this box. It is so, so good. This is the Red Cathedral. Nice. And you know what? Right
0: before, um, you know, I just got a a message from our friend Andrew. He told me to show this on screen. Uh, What is
1: this all about, Chris? (laughs) Uh, That seems like that's a little sweet little grasshopper uh, who's jumping around. It seems like it's Gisbert Grasshopper. Not quite sure. I I don't know if that's the, I think it might be the mascot on the Red Cathedral box. I'm fairly certain. Gotcha. Uh, Handsome, though. Yeah, I'm very sure that handsome grasshopper, grasshopper will grow up to love board games even more than that grasshopper loves uh, right uh, now. I can't I'm believe he, he asked me to show that. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. he's been he's been threatening me. That yeah he's gonna be out one of these days. <laughs> but, anyways,
0: back to the Red Cathedral. Yes, yeah. uh fantastic <laughs> game.
1: Oh it's so good. It, yeah. it's so so good. You can see you just have that small player board and your your single player boards it, it it plays fairly compactly too like you can't play it on an airplane tray table which ideally that's like a video that i want to think about making or whatever like in terms of travel i'm trying to think about those like space constraints but i don't care because it is just such a good solid game you can do three things on your turn you either claim a section of the cathedral which is over on the right side of the screen you can um, move a dice, the number of pips on the dice, and take resources wherever it lands. If it lands on a space with more dice, you get more of that resource. Or you can put those resources up on the space in the cathedral that you've claimed. That's it. Now you know how to play the game. Uh, it's, it also comes in like such a small box that you can't fit the expansion in. It, it had an expansion come out recently, also a really solid expansion, but I love the base just as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh I wish there was a way to fit both into the box because then I would play the expansion all the time but there isn't. Uh, but I I just think for for size of box versus quality of game, it doesn't get any better than the Red Cathedral. It's it's so fun. I'm so happy that I've I've gotten to play it and that I have it in my collection and I I just this is also one game where I took I, – the reason why I didn't bring it on this contract that I'm on is because I brought it to the last contract that I was on, and I oh. decided to try out different different games with different people. But the last contract, I played with people who, like, barely play board games at, at all, and they instantly were like, yeah, I want to go out and buy this game. Oh, I played cool. it with my parents, and they understood it immediately and had, like, a blast. They're, nice. they're a litmus test for me. It, it, it's surprising that it can be a game of such like depth and tight decisions, and yet also is really, really accessible. Uh, it's it's just fantastic. They're having a a competition at the in the outer ring of the World Series board gaming where you could win a trip to Essen through nice. it. The sponsor that whole thing, and like it's one where like I wish I could play in that. It's just so good. I can't talk about this game enough. And we're running out of time. But but like if you haven't played this game check out reviews, check it out. It's such a great 80 minute game. And to top it off, it says 80 minutes on the box and it's usually consistently 80 minutes. Like there's none of the 60 to 90 minutes. They're yeah. like, we know our game's 80 minutes. Yeah. We know exactly how it plays. It's just like a, a, a home run really. Yeah. Uh, it's It should be with me. I'm devastated that past <laughs> Chris was like, no, try different things on different people no past chris you idiot you want (laughs) to to name things and and i and i legitimately am disappointed that i didn't bring it because it also is so small that i have zero reason to not have brought it with me yeah it's yeah you are absolutely
0: right red cathedral fantastic and you know i love that they have placed this really you know deep, strategic game in a small box. Like, they could have easily mm-hmm. put this in, like, a yeah. Ticket to Ride Science box, right? hundred
1: percent, they could. You know? Yeah. But they decided
0: yeah. not to, and I love that. And something about Devere, do, they've done that with other games, too. Like, Bamboo just came out. Again, another game that's around the same size box, but it could have easily expanded. I want to see more publishers do this, Chris. I want to see us yeah. bringing this, uh, these down, you know, quit wasting 100%. space. hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, w- yeah. you have to do it for the shelf space, for, like, marketing. You'd mm-hmm. get, you get more visibility on the shelf right that's why you see so many games do it yeah but like i think we we should we should praise the publishers that don't and that just give you such a compact wonderful experience in in it like a well thought out Awesome tiny box. Agreed. Efficiency of space. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And as we're talking about this, I just realized it says number four in Red Cathedral. No, that was our number three, folks. Mm, that was uh, our number three, yeah. yeah. See what happens when I try, you know, I agree to do a prank on Chris. <laughs> I just yeah. So
1: Andrew, I'm looking at you. Um, let's move. Well, on. no, okay. Number four was Red Cathedral. Number three was gisbert Grasshopper. There so you go. No, thank you. Yes, thank you, Chris. Well done.
0: <laughs> let's move our number two. And now that the silliness is set aside. Number two, I'm going to continue with, hey, this game is all about traveling. It's also a great travel game. And I'm going to bring us back around to, we already talked about it, folks. It's number two, Tiny Epic Galaxies. Uh, this is, oh nice. yeah, <laughs> you know, you were talking about it, Chris. I had, to, this was definitely going <laughs> on my list. Uh, just like Dutch Blitz, this is a game that I've talked about several times uh, on the mm. channel. Uh, I mean, I just think it's brilliant. Um, it is in my opinion, the best Tiny Epic game out there. Um, it's a dice uh, placement, or not dice placement, it's a dice chucking game, but using it to, you know, gather your resources and trying to convert those to get the planets into your galaxy. Um, the big part of this game, which I think is absolutely brilliant, I love it, is the follow mechanism. So anytime it's someone else's turn, if you have the right resource, in this case, culture, it's either culture or um, economic, I mm. think, um, or energy, uh, if you have culture you can spend a culture to follow someone's action and get the same you know benefits and I love that because you're always engaged it's not like it's not like hey I roll dice and someone just watches me no you roll dice and people are gonna say hey I want to follow that move or I, I don't want to follow that yet and it's a lot of back and forth it's a great solo game as well and um it's Now, you know, we were talking about Tiny Epic Quest earlier, and I brought this up for a reason. Tiny Epic Quest is a huge footprint for a Tiny Epic game. Mm -hmm. This one is not. As you can see, you just got a couple of cards here. Um, I have my dice tray, but, you know, you don't need a dice tray. And it just has, you know, the small cards and the little, um, you know, player mats as well. Now, I do have custom player mats um, that uh, a friend of mine 3D printed for me, but the game is uh, outstanding. It plays in about... 20 to 30 minutes it's a race to I think 20 victory points and then you uh you can have secret missions as well that you score and get extra points but boy it is fantastic now there is an expansion for this game and this is where I was thinking about tiny epic Quest. when you have the expansion it's a great expansion but boy it Mm. totally takes up the entire table so as much as like I like the expansion if I'm going to travel with a game uh it's going to be the base game uh for tiny epic galaxies and that's why it's my number two on the list tiny epic galaxies
1: nice good pick you you've really fooled me i didn't see this coming you didn't see I it i thought no you you did a very good job of being nice. like mm, yeah oh yeah tiny epic galaxies <laughs> i suppose yeah some people do like that don't they mm. <laughs> <laughs> i can do a little acting too chris so <laughs> <laughs> you got it you got the role You got Thank the part. You. let's see what's on
2: top of our list uh taking away richard Excellent choice, Chris. Red Cathedral is fantastic and continues Devere's streak of, of cramming big, big game experiences into tiny, tiny boxes. I absolutely love it. Although, I will um, put a proviso. I don't think I'd want to travel with Red Cathedral without the Contractors expansion, or not the whole expansion. I don't need all the extra board and whatnot, but just those extra guilds. That's the only thing Red Cathedral needed, was a little bit more variety with the guild powers every time you play. So it's just a few more cards to throw in the box. And yes, I would happily play with you, Chris, if we were traveling together. An excellent choice. And well, Tiny Epic Galaxies, you better believe it. We're Tiny Epic Brothers, I guess. Uh, We can uh, play some cooperative defenders from earlier on my list, and then uh, go at it toe-to-toe. I guess... uh, for me, Tiny Epic Galaxies is the second best of the Tiny Epic series. I prefer Defenders because I'd rather work with you than against you, and Tiny Epic Galaxies can have some player screwage, but it's not too bad, and it's absolutely brilliant. But um, both of those games are eclipsed, as far as I'm concerned, by number one on the list, Jump Drive, which is basically Race for the Galaxy, the Express game. Although, honestly, Race for the Galaxy makes for a great travel game, too. But there is so much packed into this game that just plays over five or six rounds. It's a quick 15-minute filler, uh, and yet it is so satisfying doing all uh, the stuff you would expect from Race for the Galaxy, building up your intergalactic civilization uh, depending on the cards you play, taking it in radically different directions. And um, again, imagine a full game of Race for the Galaxy with all that really wonderful, satisfying leveling up and all that to get it done in 15 or 20 minutes um, and then play again and play again. We we have never played this game, and Jen hasn't said, set it up, we're going again right now. It is so fun and so um, compelling and so much variety. It just plays out uniquely every time. And... What the heck? Let's uh, once again talk about an expansion. The brand new Terminal Velocity expansion that just came out, uh, that I just played for the first time the other day, oh my gosh, elevates this game. It took it out of my top um, like 150 games and put it in my top 50, I think. Um, The terminal velocity expansion, which I think is available now, adds uh, unique player powers because you get a starting planet. Adds public goals, allows it to go up to five-player game now, which makes it even better for travel games if you're with a group of. I guess this is going to be more of a gamer geek game because again, there is so much uh, going on even in such a short time frame that you've got to make tough decisions. I love it to pieces. One of my all-time faves. A lot of game in a tiny, tiny box. basically just a deck of cards and some tokens to keep track of score. It is number one on the list. Jump, drive, and folks, check out the Terminal Velocity expansion when you get a chance. It's amazing.
0: I don't know if y'all noticed. Did you see it said number four, Tiny Tales on there? Mm. We didn't plan this, folks. Richard had filmed this and sent it over. (laughs) Apparently, this little prank we pulled just us all but um anyways (laughs) great choice for number one now i don't have jump drive but i actually have the city and the city was the uh, the original one and then tom Lehman, the designer redid it for jump drive which is a re-implementation of race for the galaxy um i i have the city because michelle prefers that theme of building the city and um it's the same thing it's super quick uh you are you know discarding cards to uh build certain things Plays in 15 20 minutes i absolutely love this game in both
1: versions jump drive and the city um have you been able to play nice. this one chris no but I, i'm a big fan of race for the galaxy I, and yep. race for the galaxy would be a really good uh good contender i think yeah i think that was a, a smart smart call oh and, and just a quick note yeah. on red cathedral yeah with the expansion you do get a bunch of other guild cards that you can just really easily implement that's the one that i i do have it in my red cathedral box nice and then i have all the other contractor stuff on the outside too it's just nice if you have those variable variable cards that yep. like let you do things super easy to implement Always yeah good. yeah Always race for good. the galaxy great jump drive sounds cool those are travel games that's that's all yeah great 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 list uh again
0: thank you chris for uh, joining us today and uh thanks to richard for joining us via the power of video and um mm-hmm. Whoops! And we're gonna. Hey, I'm giving you. I'm showing you all the stuff, folks. Look, we've got uh, this thing again. Uh, We're we're gonna go on on that note. Uh, (laughs) Thank you to (laughs) Gensperd Grasshopper. Uh, But again, uh, thanks to our sponsor. Um, Wow, we're gonna have to uh, edit this part out. There we go. It's all it's all going haywire. Uh, Start right now. Want to thank our sponsor, Upper Story, uh, the publisher of Spintronics, for sponsoring this issue. Wow, I'm gonna start again. All right want to thank Upper Story, these publishers of Spintronics, for sponsoring this episode of the R&R&R show. Be sure to click the show notes below for more information. And until next time, we'll see you later.
1: And we are back. Wow, I just totally hosed that ending. But we're here. (laughs) That's okay. We're here. Yeah. We we can... We're almost at we're pretty much at time, but we, I think we should do a, an honorable mention speed round. Absolutely, Does have any honorable mentions? Yeah, I've got honorable mentions. Um, so Watergate,
0: uh, the two player um, uh, political game; Splendor Duel, nice. the two players are version of Splendor; uh, Targi, nice. um, great worker placement game sprawlopolis mm-hmm. just missed the cut uh chris just i, missed thought, the cut. I thought sprawl might be on your list yeah and then uh finally yeah. i had to have a kinesia but it didn't make the list lost cities um the cartoon. Mm. uh what Very about nice. yours? speedless honorable mention
1: yeah speedless uh well so i closed it but i remember them i was thinking hanabi was a close one yep. uh yep. i was thinking um what else did i bring one night werewolf uh, oh broken yeah, and beautiful, beautiful. Just a small little card game that just finished on Kickstarter that I got Ooh. my hands on that I've been enjoying. Nice. Um, offhand, I have Mind Bug as well, which does not have to be this big. It's oh, it's like the the Richard Garfield one, I think. I've not heard of this game. Okay, yeah, it's literally just like deck of cards. Nice. But, uh, you draw you and you deal up ten. And uh, you you can use a mind bug to take the opponent's card of what they play, and that's what I really like about it is oh. that like even if you've got good cards in your hand, there's a way to reverse it. So you don't want to play those good cards first because your opponent might mind bug them, and then you might just lose the game. So pretty quick. Oh, that's fun. Um, yeah, those are the thing, things I was thinking of. Splendor too, because you can just take that out of its box and yeah. uh, and and just have it like deck of cards, poker chips, done. Yep. I almost brought Splendor as well, but again, it it was a hit on a previous contract. So if they're hits, I want to make sure nobody enjoys them. Uh and somebody <laughs> else has one here as well, too, which is nice. Cool, so. awesome.
0: Yeah. Um I, I Splendor was my first choice as well, but Michelle and I we we ended up loving Splendor Duel a little more. Yeah. And um but I we haven't have both. To, I still have to play it. Yeah, I really all,
1: I still really love Splendor.
0: So, yeah. so do I. It's so good. Okay, so that's uh, we are a little bit over. Uh, Folks, uh, thank you for hanging out with us. We're going to raid. We're going to take the party on over to someone else. Trying to find who is uh, playing board games right now on um, Twitch. Let me see.
1: Who the heck is playing some fun little games? That's what we want to know.
0: Oh, we've got Mandatory Quest. They are terrific. They are playing some Gloomhaven. They've got some stuff going on there. So let's go over to the Mandatory Quest. Let me... Pull them up, and as I do this, uh, Chris, any final thoughts before we get out of
1: here, my friend? Nope, that's it. Go travel the world, but don't abandon your board games. They'll be sad. Give them a little hug and a kiss, and bring some along with you as well. A hug and a kiss, folks. That's what we're going to go out on. You.
0: I'm still laughing about the whole, you know, Richard wanting to lie with you. Um, well, Chris. I, I, it's
1: it's going on my uh, on my resume now.
0: <laughs> Let's get <laughs> ready, right folks. Richard Ham
1: wants to lie with me. So,
0: <laughs> on that note, we're at Henry. We'll see you next time, folks. Take care. So long. Bye bye. Oh my gosh, um, are we rating? We have seems wait. like we rated. We rated. Okay, I am stopping.